0: hello and welcome to episode 95 of the talk nintendo podcast i'm one of your hosts casey gibson and joining me this fine evening as always the one the only mr perry burkham
1: i survived the holiday or should i say jerk em. No, Berkham's fine.
0: <laughs>
1: yes, yes. How was uh, how was your 4th of July? It was great. Did we... Yeah, I had two... I grilled out twice at two different families.
0: Well, look at this guy with his double grill. I was
1: so full. Oh, it was great. Yeah, my uh,
0: my 4th of July wasn't too bad. Um, Caitlin was working, so I pretty much just kicked it all day. In heaven? Yeah, I kicked it in heaven for a little bit, Um Actually I worked on that challenge and stuff last week. But then went over to uh, my friend's house and we went swimming and had some hot dogs, uh, like every fine American should on 4th of July. I feel like you got to have a yep. hot dog. Oh yeah. Like yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? like burger sure burgers are great too and um, you know chicken or whatever. You need that it just feels like a hot dog has to be
1: consumed on the 4th of July, but but maybe that's yep. just and, me. And and you should also have a hot pet a hot dog a hot panting dog well that well that
0: now you just made this perverted
1: (laughs) you sicko speaking of perverted we've had a couple of i just you know every like six months i think oh yeah i should check the reviews on itunes because you know you never know and we've had a couple of really really funny ones uh this past one which i i like uh (laughs) <laughs> one of them is larry jerry <laughs> old old larry jerry <laughs> larry jerry yeah he says uh not just a podcast a way of life and he gave us five stars he says by far the most incredible podcast i've ever listened to before this podcast i didn't even know what nintendo was but this is riveting i am amazed <laughs> i'm am now a part of a special religious group known for worshiping nintendo and its creators all thanks to you guys you have transformed my life, and for that I will forever be grateful. You painted vivid pictures of the rich complexities and poetic beauty of the gaming world. It's a cherished activity and lifestyle I will pass down for generations. Live long and prosper and hail Nintendo. Well. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I'd like to, yeah, it sounds like we're running some sort of cult here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then... Uh, We got this other one. All righty, let's hear it. Okay, three thumbs up uh, from Too Cool for School. Individually, these two lads have zero talent or charisma, (laughs) but put them on a podcast together, and you get a miraculous synergy. The riffing, the jest, the quality discussion, the deep personal connection they make with the audience makes this a five-star podcast hands down three thumbs up <laughs> i love it i love it <laughs> individually <laughs> individually they have zero talent or charisma and, and you know what
0: i couldn't i couldn't dis, uh i couldn't agree with them more you know i mean yeah. we we were yeah. two hopeless saps
1: yeah i mean well you were but yeah
0: yeah
1: <laughs> But, uh, yeah. That's those, awesome. are, those are funny. I love it. I love it. If you it. want to leave us a review, a funny review, we will we will read it out. Just make it a five-star review. <laughs> yeah. Don't <laughs> be like those gym bots that left us a one, Oh, yeah, right here. I got it. <laughs> one star. We got a one, one star. The rest are five stars. One star. Enjoyed the show until they talked about screwing people over. Scalpers are the worst, intention or not. Well, Dirty scalpers. You are a dirty Craigslist man, so... it's so funny two wild and crazy guys anyway (laughs) two wild and crazy guys (laughs) (laughs) i know i don't know who these people are oh i i I see estuardo's i hate these two jimmies yeah yeah oh man anyway uh games nintendo uh, games. games right 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 uh, right, I thought that'd be funny to start off the, the the old podcast with a funny laugh. Right?
0: You just started it off with some shilling for some reviews. I know your plans.
1: Uh, Shh, Casey, we're we're on a team together. Yep, but I'm for the people. Well, speaking of for the people, I know you've you've been continuing to play a game where you shoot people. Yes,
0: Nazis specifically um wonderful yeah this is going to be sort of a, a quick bite here quick bite. um some more wolfenstein 2 as i sort of push through to the end i believe i'm sort of at the last section um i've actually died a few times and then and then i was just like you know what i'm gonna pick this back up tomorrow and probably ring it out which at this point and, probably means i'll pick it up actually tomorrow from this point uh, and probably right. finish and it and on wednesday
1: you know, you probably get it done on your first try. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's no problem.
0: But you know what it is? It's just like I was trying to I was trying to rush through that part. So I was doing the, the guns of blazing um strategy. And oh, yeah. and it works sometimes, but it doesn't always work. And like this section is particularly long, so it's like you sort of have to go through like a few different choke points of like a lot of enemies. And like if you run through right. one sort of firing at the hip, you can usually get through, but when you sort of get to that point where there's just, like, a whole flood, um, you gotta be a little bit more methodical about making your approach across uh, the way there. But I guess just uh, to, to sort of give my... Now I've really sat down, I like I said, I probably... I think the game is about ten hours long, so I'm probably about, you know, nine hours in. And uh, mm-hmm. I got... The, it's just... It's great. Uh, I really love it. Um, the story is just ridiculous. It, it is so... So nonsensical in the greatest way ever. Um, the cutscenes are superb. I-, I was like, it It was one of those, I- I'm not even going to set the table of what the cutscene was, but it was just like, a, there was a tense moment coming up, and it was just this amazing cutscene beforehand um, that it's just, oh, so good. And like I said, it, what's the best with the gameplay is that you could really approach any given area a number of ways you can try and be more stealthy um, and sneak around and try and you know take out as many enemies as you can without sort of tripping uh, the lieutenants or generals uh, for rallying for more people to come so it's Mm -hmm. but then if you don't feel like doing that you could go in with you know your biggest guns and just blast everyone to pieces you know so I really like how it sort of lets you dictate how you play and what's great about that is you can You know, switched up on the fly. So it's like, oh, I'm sneaking around. You know what? I don't want to sneak around anymore. I'm just going to jump in there, and uh, you won't have any problems doing so.
1: Enough of this bull honky.
0: Yes, sir. And uh, upgrading the weapons is fun. Uh, You find sort of uh, upgrade kits around. And what's so funny over there,
1: Jimmy? I I was moving my chair. Uh, It sounded like a
0: a snickering. You're like, (laughs) no, listen. Look at this idiot played Wolfenstein wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no. But uh but yeah I think
1: someone's has a guilty conscience. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, I'm doing it all wrong. I shouldn't have died <laughs> so many times last night. But uh yeah, I mean some of the guns are just so satisfying t- to use. And in the beginning I was sort of sticking to one and then now it's just with the upgrades, like the I think I mentioned last week that the one upgrade like made it a, a nail gun so it shoots um you know, not as quickly, but it does more, like, piercing damage, uh, to heavily armored units, and it's just so much fun to switch between the one gun, uh, shoots off, like, little, um, like, sticky grenades almost, and then by hitting the, the L trigger, explodes them, um, so it's so much fun when, like, a big, you know, a hul- hulking enemy with all sorts of armor comes up, and you just fire three sticky grenades on them, and you know it would take, like, a hundred bullets to take this guy down, but just, a mm-hmm. couple of those sticky ones. You hit it, and they go, like, literally flying across the room because they exploded. And and that their armor fantastic. scatters around on the ground for you to pick up. Um, oh, God. I, I can't wait. Um, when I beat this game, I'm sending it to Perry to play because he was kind enough to get me uh, some some discount Joy-Cons. Thanks to our the fine folks over at Walmart and their pricing error.
1: Thanks to the fine people at Villa
0: de Discount. Villa de Discount! oh they're the the beautiful um i guess they're technically the splatoon joy cons but we like to call them the talk nintendo joy cons the talk
1: nintendo joy cons
0: Um, yes the green not the green is a little bit more neon than the box would would sort of imply i know it is so different than the box it is so different. But I don't hate it. I don't hate it. And what I love oh, about awesome. getting a new set of Joy-Cons is it really feels like you've gotten a new th- Switch. Like, you know, when you're, know, when you're playing because, this, yes. the 3DS, it was like,
1: like... It's like a new controller, you know? So it's like... Oh,
0: it's, oh, it's so good. And it looks so good. They're so colorful. Oh, I love it. I Thank you again. I know,
1: man. And you know what's great is is changing up the stuff. Like, I love uh, the... uh. So how I have my... my my uh, Switch now is I have the green from the Splatoon and the blue from the Neon. So I have those two, and it's awesome. And then on my other Switch, I have the pink and the red. Mm. And it looks awesome on Jill's Switch. Yeah, I can't wait Very to... Uh, right now,
0: I'm still really enjoying the new colors, but I'm, I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to mixing in the old uh, yellow cons into the, the fold, too. Oh, yeah. But, yeah wolfenstein 2 uh definitely a very fun game that i'm really enjoying and like i said i look well, forward to seeing what you think uh once i send it your way
1: well speaking of another game that you've been really enjoying i have also been enjoying another game what game's uh, that like that segue? is it wolfenstein 2 it's bomb chicken Yes, Bomb Chicken, the the game that is not made by Jules Watcham, but seems like it should be, based on the name. <laughs> yeah, chicken and bombs and. It's it's Chicken Wiggle and Bomb Monkey put together. Not really. Actually, it's not actually. It's almost is actually. Now that I think about it, it's not 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 a bad comparison. So, Bomb Chicken, what this is? It's this gorgeous looking. Uh, uh, pixel platforming game where you play as a chicken but you don't jump. The only thing you can do is you poop out bombs beneath you. You don't poop them. You, inf- you lay them. No. There's this big cutscene where you see No, I'm just Do you kidding. see it no, yeah, come it,
0: out yeah, of yeah. the rectum? <laughs>
1: <laughs> in, in all that
0: pixelated goodness?
1: You're a sick no. pervert, Perry. You're the sick pervert. <laughs> You're the one that just said it. No it's uh, it, it, no they lay you lay bombs and uh, there is a little cutscene that shows you why and like what happened and stuff. anyway, but you can lay infinite bombs. There's no you can you know boom, you can just as much as you want and you'll grow taller so you have these stacks and then like after a few seconds they'll they'll go off. So obviously it's a one hit kill so you're dead if you get hit once. okay? So with that in mind, it plays kind of like box boy
2: hmm all right
1: all right so it's like a puzzle it's like a puzzle plow. it's a puzzle form now uh like with with uh it's level based and room based so you'll go through rooms and then you can collect these blue gem things that if you collect enough of them then uh once you get in between the levels you can upgrade to get another heart so that you can take two hits well, no, it's still a one-hit death, but basically you go through a series of rooms, and then you get to the end. But if, you know, so once you get through a room, that's a checkpoint. But, so the hearts are basically lives. They're really what they are. They're lives. So so you start off with one life, and if you die, then it's a game over, and you got to go back to the beginning of the level. So, it, you know, you keep adding a life so that yeah, way you can die. Yeah, you prolong it a little bit, you know. Yeah. Yeah, like I, have like you know, like have six, and you can have up to six lives to die because this game is really hard. <laughs> it's not easy. You look at it, and it's the cutest little chubby chicken that's walking around. it's adorable and really funny. And really great characterization. Um, everything looks gorgeous. It's just it's it's exactly my kind of game. You know, like when you think about my favorite, it's just like beautiful, crisp. Uh, graphics that and then everything the sounds are really funny and great i bet it looks and, fantastic
0: uh, and handheld
1: oh it, yes exactly it has that blaster master zero sheen that, that's my example my textbook example mm, mm. of of the switch sheen of pixels but yes it's it looks so good and um so like i said yeah the biggest thing that kind of surprised me about the game is it's really hard because it's kind of like has the the charm of kirby you know this little chubby ball character that runs across the stage you does know? he almost but waddle not... yes yeah he waddles i like it yes and this yeah, yeah and this game really...
0: looks super cool
1: oh it's it's awesome and uh yeah, you make your way, and it, it uses a lot of... So you can poop out your bombs, and then you can shove them from the side. and You can lay your bombs and then shove them from the side, and then it'll push it across the screen, and then uh, you can you know explode things across the screen, use it as defense. There's enemies that you can jump on, you know, and then uh, just... It does exactly what you think of in a video game. It mixes stuff up, mixes enemies up, um, does different sorts of... Um, You know, when I say puzzle, puzzle, I mean, there's very light puzzle elements. It's not, it's mostly more of a platformer action, but it's really more of an action game. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the Um, puzzle
0: would be like trying to figure figure out out how how to to, to lay the bombs to successfully, you know, get over an area or whatever. Exactly.
1: So it totally is puzzling and it is cool to think about the best way because it's great how that simple mechanic, how many ways they can play with it yes i mean they do a really good job and really you know i y- you don't get any other upgrades <laughs> at all you just get lives so there's no upgrades to yourself so you might think oh no like that sounds bad because it's like it might get boring and it doesn't get boring i mean it's it, they really do a great job um the game's not super long but i mean it's perfect you know it's just a perfect length and
2: uh, uh it doesn't overstate. its welcome old
1: no, no, not at all. And it's it's just a, like, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's a perfect fit for the Switch because it's, it's played just as good on the go as on TV. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm reviewing it, all right? By this time, by this post, by this time this episode is posted, I will have had the review up on NintendoWorldReport.com and on NWRTV for the video review and um yeah check it out it is definitely a very cool game awesome i don't know if you have any more questions no no i don't think so i mean it's just yeah i mean it's I, like you it's said
0: it's really it's cool. one of those games like i'm just excited to get in there i'm hoping like you said it comes out this week might be rough uh with timing but that is definitely on my radar to check out cuz like you said it just looks yeah, like dumb um, fun
1: you know yeah it's made by nitro and I looked them up, and they have like a billion games. I didn't realize they make a lot of mobile games and stuff. I was like, oh, interesting, because it does not seem like someone that like like it's like it has come out of a company that makes mobile like, games. It seems like a game.
2: Primarily. Well,
1: not makes mobile games, but that, that's made a lot of games. It kind of seems like a like it plays like it's a passion project that's been been made by you know some people over the past couple years. Not. Or a few years. And it probably is. I mean, maybe I, that's, I don't exactly know the story. Maybe
2: that's,
0: like but you, you know, said, maybe it was a passion project. Like, they, they're working on the other games, and then yeah. sort of their spare time
1: came together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. And I, but, uh, yeah, it's something that's that looked cool. And I think ever since we saw it, I was excited for it. So, in that Nindy showcase yep. thing. So, uh,
0: yeah. When I saw but, that um, chicken lay, like, six eggs. Oh, not eggs. Bombs. It was all over. Mm-hmm. I was in. Hook, line, and sinker.
1: Yeah. and uh, But speaking of bombs, Perry.
0: Yes. I've been playing a little game, and, and this uh, segue should actually work because it makes Bomb sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I finally got the slinger. No, I've been playing Bomber Crew. Yes, bomber crew. Now let me ask you, Perry. Do you know anything, anything at all about this game?
2: Uh,
1: I I, I watched a video when we were looking for reviewers. Um, <laughs> you're like, nope. I, I, no, no. I thought it looked cool, but I just I didn't I really didn't understand what it was <laughs> like after watching the video. Yeah, because it's kind of weird, right? Yeah. So it's like a sim, right? Yeah. So
0: what this game is, it is a, a simulator. Um, I believe it. Bills itself as a strategy tactical simulator or something weird, but, um, essentially, yes, so World War II, and you are a part of the bomber crew, so what you're gonna do is, um, the whole game plan is essentially you formulate a crew, and you guys take missions, and you go out and you fulfill the missions, come back, and you get points for, uh, experience points and stuff for doing that. Now, how that's done, um, is very micromanaged, so you're gonna have a team of seven, um, seven crew members, each with a different job, although I guess there are two, I'm trying to think if I can remember off the head, there's like the pilot, the navigator, um, there's the engineer, a bomber, a gunner, Uh, there's a, and then one more, because you actually have two gunners, but each of them sort of has like their own role that they're good at. Um, any crew member can do any job on the ship, but an engineer is going to repair things much quicker than a gunner. So you sort of have your set roles and like, okay, I know who needs to do what. So when you're out on the uh, missions, you start on the runway, and you literally you start by selecting the pilot, hit and take off, then you raise up the, like, the landing gear, um, and then... How you travel is you don't actually control the plane. How you would think, like when you think maybe a flight simulator, like oh, I'm gonna be sort of behind right. the cockpit, taking you know, oh, I'm gonna be doing loops and stuff. But the way this game Loop is to loops and flipperity. Yeah. yeah. It. <laughs> so um, you have a navigator, and pretty much every couple of seconds they'll, or you know, maybe it's five, ten seconds, they'll ping like a new spot on the map that's towards your objective. So when that comes up, what you do is you go into tag mode, which uh, you hit the right trigger, and it brings up sort of like a viewfinder, and then you could sort of you move it around with the left stick, and you highlight the little icons. So you'll tag the location, and it'll be like, okay, moving towards that way, and then the plane will sort of take flight that way. Um, tagging is also uh, big when it comes to other enemies um, that fly in. You'll tag them so that your gunners can fire at them. And these are not difficult tasks to, to fulfill, you know? It's like tagging is very simple. But the challenge is when you start getting towards the location and things start going crazy that it becomes like a bunch of smaller things that adds up, you know what I mean? It's almost like a death mm-hmm. by a thousand paper cuts. It's, it's just like there's just always something going on. So as you're getting into battle, okay. it's like, okay, now we're taking enemy fire, so we need to tag the enemies we got to sort of keep tagging the the area we want to go to. And most of the missions require you to just sort of bomb a target. Um, Obviously, bomber crew, you'd think that'd be sort of the main thing. So sometimes it's bombing a facility. Sometimes it's bombing U-boats. And again, how you do this is you tag that object. And when you get close to it, it'll come up and it'll have a bullseye. You're like, okay, that's what I need to take out. And then you'll send your bomber to their location. And then you're going to have to open the door, select the bombs, and then you'll have, like, a little viewfinder, and you can sort of see when you're over it, and then you drop the bombs. Then, like I said, none of these are very difficult tasks to do, but when it all starts swirling at you at one time, that's where sort of, it's like, okay, that's when it becomes challenging. Because, again, like, these don't sound too bad, but now your hydraulic system's breaking, and your electrical, like, your power went out. So, what you need to do is select the engineer to fix those things, and when those are broken, like, you can't drop bombs, you can't fire, you can't land, so it's like, it starts becoming like, oh crap, now, this is broken, which is preventing me from dropping the bombs, and I'm right over the target, you know, so it's like, trying to sort of manage it and get things done quickly and efficiently, you know, so you don't, uh, doesn't mess up the actual objective. Now, when it comes to actually controlling the units, um, what you do is you have a, a list of your uh, crew members on the left, and by holding B, you can shuffle between them. Then you're going to hit R, and you use the, the stick to move them within the plane. It gives you like a nice side view angle, a okay. um, like, side profile of it. And it's actually it was a little tough in the beginning. I was like, this is annoying to sort of get them to go exactly where you want. But then I actually... Uh, was reading online, because this has come out, I think, for PC a while ago. So there's, you know, people had some tips and pointers. If you use the D-pad, it actually snaps on to the different key locations on the ship. Because essentially on the ship, like, you have your, the turrets, you have, um, like, the navigator's chair, the pilot's chair, and you have, like, stagnant points that are important, you know. So when you were trying to sort of move Mm -hmm. them just using the joystick, it was sort of easy to get next to it and send them over there but not actually be on it, you know? So if anyone picks this game up, the D-pad is your friend. Like, it made it way, way more enjoyable just being able to... And and more efficient because, like I said, when things are going fast, it's so much easier to shuffle just using that D-pad opposed to, like, trying to use the analog stick and get it right on there. Right. Um, well, there you go. Yeah. Pro tip. Boom, boom. But, uh, it's, it's cool because then you'll have enemy or your, uh, your crew members who get shot and they'll die and you'll have to send another crew member to pick up a med kit and bring it to that person to bring them back to life. Uh, you have like a, an area you can heal on the ship as well. And if your ship crashes, uh, you can actually like grab parachutes to have a better chance to survive. Um, and that sort of comes into the whole roguelite elements of this game, which I would say are probably the best feature, or the, the coolest aspect to me, at least. Um, Ooh, roguelite, you say? Yes. I, I. Roguelite. I am intrigued. Roguelite. Yeah, that's why I said roguelite. Yes, okay. It sounded like you said like. I was like, I <laughs> know, uh, the big debate, you know. But um, so the, <laughs> the way this comes in is that your crew members and your plane are sort of unique. Um, when you when you lose a member of your crew or if you lose the whole crew you have an area that brings in recruits and it's funny they'll give you a few different options and like each crew uh, each recruit sort of has a little different um, abilities and sort of stats like some might deal with like the cold a little bit better but they'll be slower you know their movement speed and, and it's mm-hmm. it, it's not really much there but it, it is enough to be like okay you could sort of pick your team. And as you complete missions, uh, they'll level up and they'll gain new abilities, uh, which are important. Like the the one turret, uh, the gunners, they unlock something called focus, which, you know, increases their um, accuracy for a short period of time, which is obviously good when you're out in the battlefield. Uh, One of the like the navigator will have like auto tag, which is really nice because when things are getting crazy, it's nice to just be able to hit that and not have to manually tag everything. But mm-hmm. if your crew members die, then they're dead, and you have to go to a new recruit. Now, initially, when I, when I sort of saw this, I was like, because I, you know, sort of in the beginning getting uh, used to it, I crashed one of my ships on, like, one of the easier missions, you know, so, like, they hadn't really leveled up too much. Um, and I was like, man, this seems like when you get later in the game, it would be bad because, like, all of your crew members would suck, you know. But as you progress through the game and, like, my crew members, you get up to level 5, 6, all of a sudden, the recruits are starting at, like, level 3, 4, you know? So it's like they have a little, you know, a little space that they need to sort of catch back up to, but it's not like you start fresh at level 1 because that would just, I, that would be almost unfair because then you'd have to grind out a bunch of sort of easier missions to get back to par. hmm With the ship is sort of similar. Uh, the ship is the most fun to upgrade, um, well, actually, before I get to the, the, the plane, I should say, the crew, you can also customize their outfits, and as you complete more missions, you unlock better gear, and, uh, it's cool because there is that element of, okay, so my pilot, by theory, should never leave the pilot seat, right, that, they're driving the plane, like, they gotta stay there, so you don't need to worry about their speed, so you can sort of deck them out in, like, the heaviest gear that has the most, um, the most armor most defense you know they like I said they don't really move but the engineer he's sort of running around the ship all over the place repairing things so it's like you want to make sure that he can move quickly because obviously if an engine's on fire he needs to get over to that extinguisher and then get out and put the fire out you know so you want him to be able to move quickly Mm -hmm. so it's fun to yeah it's fun to sort of outfit the um, crew members accordingly, but like I said, for me, upgrading the plane was the best, because there are so many things, I mean, you've got four engines, you, you upgrade them individually, uh, you can upgrade, like, the, the armor in, like, okay, the rear, the, the mid-rear, mid-front wings, like, there's so many options to customize, you can upgrade the turrets so that you don't have to reload them, they just auto-reload, um, Just all sorts of different things. You can customize, like, the color and the decals as well to make it sort of personalized uh, your own ship there, too. So that was the most fun to me was tinkering with the the ship after you got back from each mission. Uh, When you crash your plane, I don't know how they dictate exactly how your next plane is. But at first, again, I was worried, like, oh, am I going to have to start fresh on this plane? Because the upgrades are expensive. You know, doing a a successful mission, you can maybe get an upgrade or two, and then as you progress further, you know, upgrades start to cost a lot of money. So, it it becomes, Mm -hmm. like, I was like, man, how how is this going to work if you crash your plane? But it seems like they just give you random um, upgrades, like a random generated plane, essentially, that isn't quite, again, up to exactly where you were upgrade-wise, but, like, maybe a step behind, so... Usually whenever I crash my ship, I would sort of take on an easier mission to, to sort of restock my gold um, and and my crew members' experience and sort of try and get back to the footing I was at before. And I guess the, to wrap it up where I should say, I should mention uh, exactly how the missions work, I, I touched on it. They're pretty similar throughout. Um, there are short missions, medium missions, you know, longer missions, and... When you go to the briefing room, you can usually pick, I think, I think it was always three missions. I guess there's sometimes maybe four, uh, that you could pick from. And, you know, they each have their difficulty. And as you, you do a couple of missions, and eventually you unlock a critical mission, which is sort of how the game pushes forward. Um, cause if, when you're in the HUD, you'll see, um, like, a, a it almost looks like an experience bar with like, um, like checkpoints along it and like as you're you're beating missions you'll get to that critical uh, mission when you complete that you sort of move to the next bar and then you just you want to obviously push and beat the game by getting through all of them but that's how it works as far as uh the progression goes it gives you the option to just keep farming and grinding out sort of easier quests until you get to that critical level uh, critical mission, you complete that, and those are usually pretty darn tough, um, you beat those, then you move on, it's like, okay, now I'm into the next tier, everything's gonna be a little bit more difficult, you know, and you keep moving up that way, um, but yeah, the the missions are usually always like, hey, fly here, drop the bomb, fly back, uh, or like, hey, fly here, take some pictures, which is almost done identically, uh, you know, you put your bomber in the chair, and they take a picture instead of dropping a bomb, uh, and there are some missions that throw in, like, oh, here comes some ace pilots, uh, take them out to get extra points, and, like, you know, some, some extra little things crop up during missions, but, you know, by, by large, it was pretty similar styled missions, which, they, they were fine, um, but, I guess for me, it's like, sometimes they were just a little too long, you know, like, it took too long to get to the mission, to the objective, and then too long to get back, Um, and and there is, like, a little fast-forward option, but it's really only for when you just take off, um, because you're flying out of England, or or some sort of, like, London, or whatever, so, like, and you're flying over to, like, the German area, so... Like you're you're over English English territory and you could fast forward, but once you hit like the water, Mm -hmm. then it's like all right, then you're sort of back into normal speed, and it's just like you look at the the navigator and it's like estimated time of arrival like five minutes, and you're like oh, because I know like three of these minutes are going to be relatively like tagging maybe a couple enemies, and then it's not going to get crazy till you get real close to the object uh, objective. So that's that's a little. Dis, like disheartening was like, oh, I wish I could fast forward a little bit longer, you know. Right. But this game's tough. Um, it, it has a very cutesy exterior. Um, one that you might look at and be like, oh, that looks like it could be a fun game. And then you sort of get in yeah. there and it's, it's a pretty punishing simulator. Um, it is tough, especially when you get later in the game. But it is fun as far as, like I said, I really enjoyed upgrading the planes and stuff. And the missions, like I said, while sometimes a little too long and repetitive, they're not bad. Uh, you know, you get in there and there's stuff to do. And when you get into it, it is a, a successful... It feels a, a good feeling when you successfully complete a mission. So, if you're into Sims, well, it's definitely I mean, worth you gotta checking have that out. satisfying
1: part of the game. Oh,
0: yeah. No, like I said, especially those missions when, like, when there's another ace pilot and he's gonna follow you pretty far back. You know, like, once when I said those sort of the the tail end of the missions are sort of drag a little bit, like, oh, just waiting to get back. When when an ace pilot was involved, they usually give you a pretty good chase. So it's like, oh, God, like, I hope I survive, you know? And, and there are a few times when the the plane has, like, holes all throughout it, and, you, and you're you just barely getting back to base. But uh, it's a good feeling to finally be like, oh, he's gone. I've I completed this mission. I'm going to make it back, so.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, definitely, uh, if you're into a, um, the simulators and you want a a tough game, I'd, uh, at least check out, I mean, I I did the review, obviously, you can check out on Nintendo World Report. Yeah, I was gonna say, check it out. But, uh, yeah, definitely worth, uh, giving a peep.
1: Don't let the cute exterior fool you. This is a demanding sim.
0: Yes, sir. That sounds like someone, uh, a good writer wrote that. (laughs) Or some, or some Jimmy pretending to be one. (laughs)
1: well speaking of good writers uh, let's take a quick break and when we come back we're gonna have the
2: uh... good
1: old you know what yes sir back with the eshop roundup and again you can uh watch this on nintendo world report tv or nwr tv uh the video version if you'd like and if you are watching the video version i just want to let you know uh this is actually a segment from the talk nintendo podcast that we're kind of isolating and releasing as its own video Mm. um yes sir so, so uh yeah we got some comments on our last video about uh what you know like uh what they thought of it and they were really nice and we really appreciate them and i just want to let everyone know like uh just exactly what this is is it is us relaxed and (laughs) (laughs) looking through the eShop at the new games coming out
0: it's a fun romp through the eShop yeah 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 i know uh uh, some people were looking for maybe a more researched take on the the eShop here so we can you know do a little bit more discussion on each game but yeah since this is sort of our our fun podcast section uh, a heads up on that's why it's sort of a more light-headed, not light-headed, but light-hearted There you go. Adventure. Yeah. yeah. Although, Perfect. you know what? I get light-headed from all these games yeah, each and yeah. every
1: week. Like this first game, Nico Para Volume 1. Yes, yeah. Casey, uh, are you a perv ball? I don't I've know. Because I've got the game for you.
0: Hey, hey, hey. We might have some people who want to play this game. They're not all perv balls. <laughs> Just you kidding, Judgy McJudgerton? <laughs> Mike Judge. Yep. You
2: um, you Judger.
3: But
0: moving but on well, to the next game here. There's a girl named Chakola. We've got Assault Gunners HD edition complete set for $10.79. It is currently 10% off. Um, normal price 11.99. Looks yeah. like a, a nice little mech battler game. We've got, uh, in these bundles, contents, you've got the HD edition of the game, and you also have the extra pack, uh, which is some DLC goodness, I guess. Um, yeah. The
1: game kinda has, like, the low texture thing going for it, but yeah. Yeah, it looks if like a like PS... Mech.
0: It looks sorta like a PS2 game. Like,
1: yeah, it does, yeah. But yeah, cool. Got HD. Alright, well. Third week in that, a row we've
0: talked about this game.
1: Is it Really?
0: Yep, because it's chapter You're three. You're right. Chapter three of The
1: Journey Down for 1999. I still haven't really read up on this series, but I, it is very interesting to me. Uh, yeah,
0: I don't know. The the art style looks interesting, um, you know, sort of in like the cities look cool and vibrant colors, but yeah, yeah I don't really know too much about what the actual uh, story is, but it must be pretty big chunks, uh, $19.99 per chapter. It
1: seems so. Well, man, you look at the screenshots in there. I mean, they're very varied and really cool. So. Yeah. the yeah. The, the character design's pretty cool too. Yep. Yeah, so it's an arcade puzzler. Looks cool. Uh, next up, though, we have Yuso. Yuso, Yuso what? Yeah, you silly.
0: For $7.99, this is a puzzle popping action game, baby.
1: <laughs> pop yeah, those it looks, puzzles. It looks very clean. You know, yeah, oh, yeah, I almost bought it. Yeah, do it. I, I I wouldn't be bad with that. You've probably heard of me, the Adonis of the Stars. Anyway, this is a cute looking game.
0: Next up here we've got Super Rock Blasters for 13.99. Now this uh it sort of looks like an, an asteroids type game but it looks more maybe level based um it's co- sort of mm-hmm. cool you got like the very black and white of the looks like asteroids you know and then you've got these colors uh coming from the ship uh that look uh, very nice and vibrant sort of neon colors looks pretty cool actually yeah totally it's like you a can blast your wars. friends
1: to smithereens i like doing that for 13.99 Next up, though, we have <laughs> Ultra Space Battle Brawl, which looks like it could have been the name for that previous game. Uh, yeah, with a guy with an amazing four-pack. Aggression with dignity. <laughs> amazing, yeah.
0: Yeah, it actually, I guess um, from the screenshots here, it looks like you're going to have to sort of, I don't know, destroy the other person's crystal or, so, or something like that. This looks amazing. But it looks like uh, the crystal is sort of protected... by um some other like one level sort of has a real long crystal are those chickens with afros i think so (laughs) oh this game looks crazy all right (laughs) interesting (laughs) moving along though we've got squid's odyssey um normally 14.99 it is currently 20 percent off for 11.99 Now this is uh you're gonna build your team of Squid Heroes for an epic turn based battle against oh no, the corrupted crabs, man. But uh mm. yeah, looking at the uh, the level design here, the art looks really cool with um like in the towns and stuff or the,
1: the map layouts. Look pretty interesting. Yeah, I've heard some good stuff about this game. It's pretty adorable. Very nice. What do we got next, 91? Perry? Next up we have Kill the Bad Guy. Isn't From that every video game? Yeah. Just about? It should be. If it's a good one. Does uh, everyone deserve
0: one? a second chance? Can crimes ever be forgotten, Perry?
1: No. Well, should they be forgotten? <laughs> I like the one
0: screenshot. You've got uh, so, like a manhole cover blasting up with water and someone's flying through the air. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. very... Uh, looks all black and white and gray, and except for the main character here, who's got uh, got some
1: color to him. So, Ooh, interesting. Six ninety nine. Now, next up, Johnny Turbo's back with his arcade, and we have two crude dudes, which which used to be the name of this podcast.
0: Oh, I love it. yeah. Until we found each other. Uh, two crude dudes. I love it. I love it. Now. These guys are some bad boys. Hey, we've Wham. made it. We've got a big prize. Interesting. This, uh, oh. <laughs> oh, it looks awesome in the, the best kind of way. Yeah, it does. But Very buff. Moving along here, we've got awkward for 11.99. From snap finger click. Now this, um, just based world. off the images here, some Looks sort like of Jack adventure Box. game? Or is it an adventure game or is it a party game? One to six, I guess. Yeah, more party board-like. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. It was
1: political correctness gone mad. oh uh,
0: The Doc. Choose your answer. What part of your partner do you prefer? Their body, their face. <sighs> I'll leave that one up to you, Perry. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along here, though, we've 50%. got a game... Everyone should be checking out, and that is yes. Miles and Kilo from yes, our yes, yes. Uh, good friends over at Four Horses. Um, I can't. I think this one was how much? Do you remember?
1: Seven ninety nine. Oh, and if you hurry right now, you can get uh, you can get uh, kid, trip, kid baby. trip for free when you buy it. And oh, guys, this game is so good. Everyone, I have a bunch of friends that have bought it, and they love it. And and they have told me that they love it, and so it's just it's a great game. Uh, please go get it; it's so f- much fun, and you can beat it and feel good about yourself.
0: Yeah, it, it's one of those games you can see the end in probably just a couple hours, but uh, yep. it, it's a real fun couple hours. And if if you're anything like us, you're gonna go, oh, I need to get S ranks on all these, and yep. uh,
1: that'll that'll put you. To I test know for a little bit too. That it's gonna be one of those annual or biannual games for me where I play through it again. Oh, it, um, is, you know, it, it is! It is a good it's, one. It's really fun. So, but next up, going through to a completely different kind of game, we have Disease Hidden Object, <laughs> which is a great name for $7.99. Now
0: this
2: what you... oh, looks.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say this looks like the adventure game, that uh that I mentioned a little too early on that last one and this is definitely an adventure game
1: (laughs) yes is what you see real or just a hallucination ooh a doctor a former doctor wanders in in two worlds while doubting himself look
0: at those poor little kitties what what are they doing it's sort of interesting like the the two screenshots they show it sort of like regular and then Mm -hmm. like the sick twisted version where you got like a creepy clown coming up and like this game looks yeah. weird. Looks strange.
1: I'm scared, Casey. Can we move on? Well,
0: you might have been square- scared, but let me tell you. We've got the comfort of it being another week because we've got Neo Geo served up Samurai Showdown 5
2: for $7.99, yes.
0: $7. the old hamster toss price. <laughs> look oh, at the hair. Man, look at these this Neo is the Geo games. the best hair of any video game. I, I pretty much, I feel like... You could pretty much say the same exact thing about a Neo Geo game. Looks beautiful. Oh um,
1: my goodness. Look at that one with a huge guy on the left. Oh, uh, with this head? Is that a fighter?
0: Maybe he's that like a gigantic, boss. gigantic? Yeah. Yeah. He takes up like, like the whole at, screen.
1: Look at the bones coming out of his arm.
0: Mmm. And his that back. That is so Look, look cool. you can see his spine.
1: Yeah. And his ribs too, really. That's wicked. That's scary. Very good, wow. very good. Very cool game. Anyway, speaking of cool games, I've heard a lot of good stuff about Mushroom Wars 2 uh, from Zillion Whales. Uh, fast-paced, real-time strategy. And actually, it's a really cool-looking game. Yeah, I love uh, the the The, the art. name kind of sounds like... Like, it sounds like mobile game to me, mm-hmm. you know? But then yeah. you see the art, and it's these toadstools that...
0: <laughs> they look so epic with the little epic. armor and stuff. <laughs> yeah. like he's yeah, ready to awesome. take on the world. Um, I believe yeah. John Raritan has a review up on the site if you're interested in that one. Well, there we go. Assault Runners HD Edition. We already did this. Uh, yeah, this, this the standalone 899. Gunner,
1: runner. What's up? Assault Gunner, not Runner.
0: Gunner, Runner, potato, potato. Moving right, on to the one we on. didn't
1: talk about yet,
0: Ooh, Pocket
1: Rumble from the old Ooh, Chucklefish for 9.99. I think I need to pick this up. It's 9.99. It's only 9.99, and I believe it's online play. And I want to play with you. We should do a talk to 10 challenge on this game. Does it have online play? I believe it does. Are you absolutely positively sure? Well, yeah. I'm... Let's see. Uh, click...
0: Yeah, it says two players, parentheses Near online flawless and local online
1: yep. player. Yep, with G G P O netcode. So, there you go. Well, I tell you what, I, really w- think I would not have
0: been interested in this game if it didn't have online. So we might have to look into that. We might
1: have yeah, to look into no, that. it'd be fun to play, right? So, anywho, next, next, up next up here, what do we got? The wardrobe. This <laughs> is from Mixed Bag. For fourteen ninety nine, it's a two D point and click adventure game. This is a this is do point and see? click day. <laughs> Do you see the 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 guitar urinal on the wall? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. Born to rot. That's so funny. Interesting. Um yeah, is it what kind of game is this? Adventure it's game. It's a 2D or? point and click. Yeah, adventure, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not my kind of game, wow. but looks it uh, looks interesting enough. It looks very cool. Yeah, it looks very f- fun and animated. Next up We've got Rento Fortune Monolith <laughs> which looks like a Rento uh, <laughs> Rento <laughs> I need that Rento baby Looks like Monopoly uh, Yeah, it looks like a a With a hard risk beer off of the Monopoly uh game board uh, board game here.
1: <laughs> Earthquake hits. Pay $100 for repairs. <laughs> pay Rento. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: pay Rento. 9.99 uh yeah, if you uh if you want Monopoly but don't want to buy Monopoly, I guess you could buy
1: Rento. Or if you have nine ninety nine, you could pay for Another World. A whole nother world. A whole
2: new world. Shasha <laughs> patapo. Uh
1: yes, this is the uh one of the most remarkable games in the history of video games apparently. That's a tall uh tall set of shoes to fill yeah i've heard about this game so much it's been released on so many things like I, it was on wii u and it looks so weird right Is it, it's but it funny it's cool looking because i don't think
0: i've ever heard of this game
1: okay yeah this is like a very famous game and it it looks cool doesn't it you know from the screenshots looks like something moving
2: very along artistic.
1: here you don't think that looks cool eh, i mean it looks all right
0: Okay. Moving along here, really cool. we got Pato Box for fourteen
1: ninety nine. Yep. Do you it's know It's a it's a surreal another... boxing quest with a duck.
0: I tell you what, the it's art style up. is amazing. It's literally just like black and white. It's okay. What's up? It's a key. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it I'm is look at that oh, yeah. that big old it's building. Really cool. <laughs> like the, the big room and uh oh man. It looks just like a comic book. Yeah, I like
2: it.
1: Very cool. Interesting. Yeah.
0: What do we got next?
1: Next up... Oh, well, well, well. Bomber Crew Deluxe Edition. Game plus the season pass for... It's $24.99, but right now it's 20% off for $19.99. So there you go. It's Bo- Bomber Crew action. We just talked about that. Cute looking little game, but deceptively hard. Yes. Yes. Oh, movie
0: um, tie-in alert. Oh! <laughs> wee-oo, wee-oo. <Yes. laughs> Hotel Transylvania 3 Monsters Overboard for thirty nine ninety nine. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I guess it, if, you,
1: if you couldn't get your fill in the theaters, you could get your fill here on the Switch. Oh, jeez. It just looks so bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, it just looks really bad. Anyway, you know what? I
2: don't know. If it,
0: I was gonna say I don't know if it looks bad or not, but <laughs> it actually looks pretty hunting cool. Hunting simulator.
1: Yeah, my thing's loading right now. Tell me about it while it's loaded. Okay, I got it.
0: Well, it looks like you could hunt bears. It looks like you could hunt
1: deer and elk. That cabin looks cool. Actually, yeah, that, that does look cool.
0: Hunt and know What would be
1: great is, if like, in this game, you could, like, if it, if you could sit for hours just waiting, and that's a real thing, you know?
0: Yeah, it's like, yeah, but, like, you can't move your Joy-Cons, otherwise it scares the deers away.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you just, anyway.
0: Jill walks in like, you all right, Perry?
2: Dang it, Jill!
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, in, like, the stance, like, holding the bow and arrow, like, shaking, <laughs> like, my hand's shaking. <laughs>
2: Uh, That's amazing.
1: 3999. Looks cool if you
0: like hunting. Next up here we've got The Lion's Song for 999, an award-winning episodic adventure series.
1: Man, this is adventure week.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of There adventure are so games. many yeah.
1: adventure games.
0: This one's sort of cool. It's got some like pixely art to it. Um very I don't wanna say yeah. monotone, but like not a lot of colors used, very dark. Yeah. Some looks like some reds or like purples sort of thrown in there to give it a little more yeah, than just the black awesome. and white. But yeah, it looks uh not looks my so my cool. style of game, but looks pretty cool.
1: Looks very cool, very cool. Next up here
0: we have Never Out for seven dollars and forty nine cents. Is this uh, a puzzle? Alright. I figured it was a puzzle game, but I wasn't sure if it was going to be trying to mix some like yeah, horror it's elements like a first, into it. But uh, like
1: first-person, like you have to get out of the rooms, puzzle game.
0: One of the rooms here looks like it. I wonder if it'd be like, nah, maybe not a portal-esque kind of thing. I just saw those. It's kind of it, no, but I
1: mean, it plays like that. You know, it, yeah. it's the same genre. Yeah. Seven forty-nine. Boom boom. What do we got next? Muddle dash. <laughs> Muddle
0: dash. Ooh couldn't get cuter, could it? Yeah, it probably could. <laughs> I don't think so. No, you're right. Actually, it is this pretty cute. Looks pretty cool looking at it.
2: it looks like what a do we know here? And...
0: Multiplayer Octopus Party Madness.
2: Hmm.
0: All right. That's fun. 5.99. Why not? Can't beat a multiplayer but, fun for that action.
1: We have the last three here, and we've already done one of them.
0: Yep. Some more Bomberman. We're not Bomberman. Bomber Crew. Too many Mm -hmm. bombs and adventure bomb. Bombing adventure. Yeah, adventure adventure bombs. Yeah, yeah. what's this week's episode going to be named? (laughs) Something with bomb and adventures. (laughs) Two bombs in a bag. Um, (laughs) Next up here, we've got, uh, I guess I'd say one of the bigger releases, maybe? Uh, Shining Residence Refrain for $49.99. From Sega. Yes. Liberate the dragon that resides within you. Um <laughs> I know David is playing this game for review, another uh another RPG as you would imagine for him. Yeah, I don't I, I can't say I've really heard too much about this game, so I Yeah. I'm looking uh There's a demo, so Ah, well there you go. You can check it out. Boom boom. Free. And to bring us to the end of the Eshop roundup, we've got 20XX for 17.99, this is a action platformer with fluid mov- movement, endless replayability, and full
2: yeah, co-op. Yeah,
1: I've heard about this. It's like Mega Man X, um, and it has uh, it's like a roguelike. So I think it's kind of like that a robot named Fight. You know. Mm,
0: yep. It, it yep. definitely is going for Mega Man X uh, unabashedly.
1: Yeah. But that's not but a bad doesn't thing. it not have pixel graphics. Yeah.
0: No. Well, yeah, now it's thing. like the new Mega Man's or the the new Mega Man to come. But that's yes. Right.
1: All right, we're done, Casey, with the eShop roundup. Ooh-wee. So that means one thing, and one thing only.
0: It's time for the YouTube saloon. The YouTube
1: saloon. That's not what you thought I was going to say. That's exactly what I thought you were gonna say. Was it? Because that's the only thing. Well, yes. Yeah, YouTube salute time. You know, what? we need to edit it back into the doc. <laughs> I don't want to forget it. Yeah, we it. do. I don't
0: want
1: to yeah, yeah. upset.
0: Uh, you know, Grizzles for us. You know.
1: I I would like to make a template for you of how it should look. What is Mon not up to snuff? Is that what you're trying to
0: Inferior. tell me? Inferior.
1: I quit. Inferior. I quit. Anyway. Yes, it's time for the YouTube Saloon, baby. We're back. Yep. And this is going to be a special one, too.
0: Another uh, busy week over on the the saloon. Um, We have another challenge, of course. And this week we will be dueling in some Spirit Sphere DX. Now, you might say, Casey Perry, that game doesn't have online play. And it's not like a game you can necessarily race in. And we say... What's the Talk Nintendo Challenge
1: slogan? We do what you don't want to do. <laughs> no. I was hoping you remembered it because the wording. Yeah. It's, I, what was it? It was Any game can be an online multiplayer game.
0: I mean, I was pretty close.
1: Okay. I guess. <laughs> but yes. Yeah. So what we did, and uh, actually, we talk about it with Martino, what we did, I think, on the Next, But we played squash and it's great. We had a cool rule set and stuff. And, yeah, we play some squash and we play We play characters.
0: same rules and we see how it plays out. And it's really fun. Yeah. Uh, definitely should check over there. Of course, the if you just listened to the eShot Roundup, you probably wouldn't want to go watch the video. But it's going to be over there um, as well. And yeah, the full episodes, mm-hmm. again, just a reminder to everyone, full episodes do go yep. up on uh, Thursday. Just usually a couple hours later. Cause it takes me a second to export that puppy. But.
1: Yeah. No mini play this week. No. We will have them. No.
0: Yeah. Those are going to be more sporadic. But. Yeah. We should. Uh, I guess it would. No better time than now to uh, announce our next little giveaway we have here.
1: Woo. Yes. And this. With a partnership with Grills Von Sizzle. Yes. A.K.A.
0: Alex. It seems. A lot. We know a lot of Alex's with this. This, I here, know. T- this show. But. Uh, I know. I know. But yeah, he he's the was the fourth
1: one. Yeah, th-
0: there's the number of Alex's is too damn high. Yep. But uh yes, he was ecstatic that we brought back the old YouTube saloon so much that he wanted to fund a little giveaway for us. So we have a $10 eShop gift card to give away. Thanks again to Grills Von Sizzle for such uh, for this what am I I don't even know what I'm saying anymore.
1: He he's yeah, he gave us the code for the $10 <laughs>
0: and and use. it was tempted i i had to tell perry not to use it for his own his <laughs> own biddings <laughs> yeah we were joking around if we we had just we ended up like yeah we'd love to do a 10 dollar giveaway <laughs> hey perry <laughs> you want me to give away balls. this 10 dollar gift card to you
1: <laughs> yeah the the joke being that like First of all, it's the just most aw- yeah. awful thing in the world. But also, I have I have so many games I haven't
0: played. Uh, yeah, you've got yeah. yeah. You can barely. Don't worry, the people know you only talked about one game this week during the what we've <laughs> been
1: playing. <laughs> They're probably like, man, that Shut Perry up. kid's
0: slipping up.
1: <laughs> but any
0: any, he's pretending this is the 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 Wii U days of uh, long summers without games to play.
1: Right. But we have... Yeah, I know. The good old days is what you mean. To say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, th- but there's a... Spe- did, did you did you go through the rule... the nope. The way to enter? Nope, I was just about to do that,
0: and uh, unless if you would like to take the honors.
1: Uh, I'll... Uh,
0: you do it. Okay. So, uh, we were trying to think of a way to give this eShop gift card away, and we actually said, hey, Grizzle, why don't you do it for us? <laughs> and uh, he came up with a couple good ideas, and we, we liked this one, so... Uh, I'll I'll write exactly what he put.
1: I like how you shortened Grills Von Sizzle to Grizzle.
0: My my boy Grizzles. Uh, Grizzco. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, The saloon is open for business, but what would you like the grizzled old barkeep to fix up for you? Come up with a Nintendo-themed beverage fit for the Wild West. Remember that around these parts, the only drinks that are served are ones that put hair on your chest. So... (laughs) What we're going to ask you guys is to tweet at us. Um, I'll probably make an image up there that you could just reply to, but you can just tweet at us regularly too. However, uh, you want to do it. And nah, just do
1: the reply thing. Yeah, That's way better. Yeah, it'll be yeah
0: <laughs> yeah re- reply to the the tweet that I'll likely have pinned up there. You'll you guys will know which one uh, to reply to. Reply with your best drink, and you will be entered uh, to win. And we will select one winner randomly. And uh, yeah, once again, this. Thank you so much, uh, Grizzle, you know, for you, for hooking said, us up.
1: Yes, thank you so much, Grills von Sizzle. Uh, I, you said post your favorite drink. There's, I hope there's someone that just posts beer. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah Mushroom <laughs> beer. That,
1: lowercase beer. Yeah. Hey. Anyway, if they were to
0: Bo- reply to that uh, that thread, they would be entered. They would be entered.
1: That's true. Yep. Yeah. But let, let's get some creativity in there, and we can read some about, some of them out on the podcast. Oh, yes, Feel free to sure. give a description, uh, anything. It'll be fun. This is all for fun, everyone. We for, can all well, have fun, For fun right? and for
0: $10, not really cash yeah. money, but Nintendo cash money.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, that would, and this is American eShop, so uh, anyone can claim it as long as they have an American account. Yep. But... Yep. You know what?
0: This is probably the longest day at the YouTube Sloon ever. It is time, Perry, to move on. I'm drunk. Yeah. I'm wasted.
1: <laughs> so, let's talk the news. News Talk with Casey Gibson.
0: Now, we haven't had a real hearty week of news in quite some time. You know, sort of in that post-E3 news drought. And this week is not much yep. different. Um, nope. We've got some interesting tidbits to talk about here. Easily, or I shouldn't say easily, but uh, arguably the biggest and most interesting bit of news is that Warhammer is coming to the Switch. Now, do you know yeah. anything
1: about this game? I don't know anything about it. Okay. I know so I
0: might sound crazy. I just don't. I, I went in because I knew it, it's a free-to-play game, and I was under the impression it was sort of like a MOBA. Uh, Sort of like a Paladins game. But I don't think it is. It's uh, it's a free-to-play co-op third-party shooter. Um, And apparently it's super fun and has a pretty big fan base. Um, The fine folks over at Panic Button are on the porting duty. As it seems that any game that would have (laughs) any bit of technical um, uh, restrictions possibly come to the Switch... Uh, they, they're on the case, and they're making it work, uh, with, like, Wolfenstein and stuff, so, and, and Rocket League, and Doom, and now Warhammer, uh, Warframe, so, pretty interesting, um, I looked, they said, uh, the free-to-play option, I guess, you could buy a premium, uh, currency, and that could be used to purchase new weapons, Warframes, which I guess are sort of like the, the mechs, I'm not 100% sure, uh, don't, don't yelp me if I'm wrong, uh, equipment and blueprints, uh, they can be purchased with the premium currency, but they can also all be earned within the game by uh, just the, the in-game currency. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, free to play. I will probably check it out at least, you know what I mean, if not for one night just to see what it's all about. But like I said, I think it, it seems uh, from the reaction that it's a pretty good get for Nintendo.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know that Nintendo's excited about it also. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah they've been they've been putting it a lot on twitter and stuff so
0: now moving yep. on to some sales figures uh crash bandicoot well i guess it's not really sales figures as much as uh whatever crash bandicoot holds <laughs> off the competition to keep the number one spot in the uk uh for this week again man the people in the uk they love their bandicoot
1: i guess what's wrong with you people yeah,
0: yeah. Well, it's better than Sonic, but... Uh, I think it's
1: nostalgia, right? It's a big thing. That's the whole point of this I, thing, I right? guess, I Which mean... Which I read. I read. I, I'm slurping up what you're spitting out. I feel... I need a shower. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that's cool. That's amazing. You know, honestly, if I see Crash Bandicoot for, like, 15 bucks, physical, I'll probably pick it up. You know, like, I'll probably walk it. right by it probably walk right by it and spit on it anyway.
0: what, what's up with you is spitting and slurping you bull.
1: <laughs> spitting and slurping and you're oh a... <laughs> anyway what's with you and observing observing <laughs> you're just observing my every words and trying to find something are you, perverse are you
0: Are you telling me you're criticizing me for listening to you as we record a podcast? (laughs) How dare you listen to the words coming out of my mouth? not
1: listen. No, it's not the listening, okay? It's the twisting and turning of my words to make me sound like I'm an old pervert. Well, when I hear things
0: come out the way they do, and they're sick and perverted like you, I'm going to call them out. (laughs) I don't want oh. the people listening to think like, they're going to be like, man, Casey didn't even say anything about that sick, disgusting perverted comment Perry just made. Yeah. I guess he's yeah, a he sick pervert sick. too. So I don't, I'm not I'm just, I'm not getting my name sullied because of you.
1: Well, I'm sitting here being like what the heck is he talking about? How is that perverted? Mm-hmm. So Sure. Anyway. Uh, Tell me what Todd speaking... Howard had to say. <laughs> He said he's surprised at how well that uh, Fallout Shelter has done on the Switch. It's almost like Nintendo fans want to play Fallout. Hmm. Yeah.
2: It, almost, this is, except
0: for
1: this is a free-to-play
2: game.
0: Uh, Fallout's like got to Fallout. be, like, I want to say it's got to be coming, but, like, it would just make so much sense. Get a, Like, whether it's Fallout 3 or 4 or New Vegas or whatever. It just
1: seems yeah, like I don't know,
0: like, come on, what are you waiting for, yeah, but I you know, I'm sure there's so many technical limits and stuff, but but yeah,
1: no, no, they can come out, they can do it anyway, at least three, I mean, they can I mean three is like or like Vegas, yeah i Vegas I, I think they
0: i I think I read somewhere that said something technical with four would be difficult, um to come they over do but it. you know what
1: if they can do yeah. wolfenstein they well i was can gonna
0: say it. yeah it's like nothing i don't want to say nothing's impossible but like if they really wanted to they can make these things work you know
1: yeah no nothing is impossible no i think that's a fair it's just you know you have to make some cuts and sacrifices but i mean no, nothing is impossible
0: yeah now uh these next two bits I'm living proof sort- of that
1: yeah
0: <laughs> these next two bits sort of go hand in hand uh or just the the Switch madness. Uh, Devolver Digital has claimed that they still have over a dozen releases coming to the Switch this year. So more games. Um, Devolver Digital, obviously, they've got a, a pretty decent catalog uh, with some good games over there. So sending more games this way is uh, always a good thing, you'd think. But this next bit, Gary, yeah.
1: I want to know what you In- thought when you saw this. Nintendo wants to release 20 20- To 30 indie games on Switch per week. No! No. This is bad. This is not good. It's not good. I mean, I know what you're thinking. Like, hey, like, it's more games. More games is good. More games is not good. Yeah. You know why? Because people only have enough money to spend, and I just, uh, it's so hard because you get these game developers that are, that are working so hard to get their stuff out, and then it's overcrowded on this crappy UI on the eShop that gets drowned in stuff, and everything's gone by the time and it's just down. It's gone. Back in the days of Snake Pass, it was fine. Yep. Remember the days? See, the early Switch days were great, where we had a chance to play something. But now, no. So, you know, this is not... So they have to change something. So... I'm wondering if their online is going to be uh, when they come up with the Nintendo, the Switch online. Yeah, I think if they, uh, there'll be an upgrade. If they do an update to the eShop. E- I hope so. I think so. For goodness sake. Th- because Give me the themes, please. There's too many amazing games that are just being overlooked and not, and not uh, uh, showcased that need to be. Yeah. I'm just being honest. No, I mean, I think you it's know? just
0: the... <sighs> I want to say, like, it's awesome that the tools to make games have become so much more readily available for, you know what I mean? Like, think of how many, like, think of the PS2, PS1, N64, GameCube era, you know? It's like, if you wanted to make a game for those systems, like, you had to have a publisher, you had, you know, all these things. So, oh, it's yeah, amazing yeah. that anyone can make a game. But, yeah, the, the problem yeah. is that there's just so many of them, and, and know, And the thing is, too, that it's not even just like, oh, okay, like everyone's trying really hard to make a good game and like, oh, some of these games just like aren't that good, you know, like, but like they tried and it just, it's like I could deal with those, but it's like the obvious crap games they're just throwing up yeah. there hoping to sell some, you know? yeah, And then, I mean, that's always been a big uh, debate on Steam and, and PS4 and eventually it's going to be with Switch. It's already getting to that point where it's just like, you need some sort of curation system. And, and then, I know that's so subjective because... One? good
1: games and bad games? <laughs> see,
0: but that's the thing. Then it's subjective. What's a good game? What's a bad game? And it's easy no, to know. say, like, oh, but well... Nintendo used to do that, yeah, though. Yeah, it's easy to look at a game and be like, well, that game is a bad game, you know? But yeah. it's like, oh, it's just so many games. Like you said, they flood out, and it's tough uh, to
1: find the gems, you know? But Yeah, I mean, it just has to change. I mean, that's just not... It's just not good for anything. I, it's too much. First of all, it's too much work on Nintendo's end to be working with all these developers to get nothing out of these sales because no one's gonna sell a lot, you know, unless Nintendo is pushing the game, you know, or there's a, some incredible thing is happening. But then, and then these these developers that are working super hard to get out games are just gonna get lapsed, and it's just ah, it just sucks, you know.
0: Yeah, you know? it's 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 a really interesting debate because or or topic to discuss because I, like you said it's I think everyone can agree that too many games is an issue, you know? But then it's like how do you how do you fix it, you know, without like some serious vetting because then you also got to think like if okay, we have a team that vets every eShop game coming in to see if it's worthy of being Put on the service no but then that's hiring a ton of people to do that you know and i guess maybe for nintendo they go you know what throw it up on the shop it doesn't really cost us any money and if they make any money off of the game like we'll see some of it you know yeah so even if you know i think uh, yeah it's it's interesting i think
1: i think the solution is on nintendo's end to be honest i think that they need to do a better job at promoting uh good indie games
2: yeah,
0: I, but I guess it's also how do they find those good indie games? You know, I mean, obviously some of them are, they are like have blatantly a staff obvious. Of people? Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I just think Nintendo. How do
1: we find them?
0: Well, we're playing them. And, <laughs> if we
1: can find them, then they can find them.
0: Yeah, but you also got to think, like, what? I don't know. To me, Nintendo is probably looking at it like, okay, sure, we could like pimp out a few of these games to really try and push it, but you know what? Like, we'll pimp out the ones we know are good, like the the indie darlings, you know what I mean? Like, oh, hey, check this out. It's on the Switch. Those are sell. And if the other one sells, also great. And if it doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, they, they mm-hmm. probably think X amount of dollars are going to be spent on the eShop, you know, if they're looking at figures. Like, any given yeah. week, I'm, I'm making a number up here, $100,000 worth of games are going to be sold. And it's like, whether we try and push this game... Then it's like we're still probably going to see around the same amount of money whether we push one game or the other. You know, people going to spend the money somewhere. I, I don't know. It is interesting just because right. is it on Nintendo to push these smaller unknown games for sales? Because if that game sells well, it's probably coming. Like people are probably spending money
1: on that game instead of a different game that they probably would have bought anyway. I know. I know. And the, and I've been thinking about this this last week. And really, I, I've thought about it, and I think one of the biggest things that can help, and I'm not a communist, I'm the opposite of a communist, but I think that the way that our society is now, or the, that the gaming culture is, and the way that sales and things happen, is that people just don't spend a lot of money on games, they wait for sales. And they just don't spend a lot of money, you know? I mean, that's just because people don't have a lot of money, which is fine. You know, it's just, Or they don't have a lot of money to spend. And I, just, I was just thinking like one of the best things could be is actually supporting, you know, good games. And it's kind of up to the players to pay and seek out, you know? So it's it's like a try it's like a That's tri, our job, Perry. It's a triforce. Yeah. No, so I, I you, you got Nintendo, you got the developer, like the indie developer, and then you have you. And you're all kind of responsible to make sure everything is going good. But <laughs> you know? but that's
0: sort of like You know, that's part of what's good about doing a podcast like this is to be able to say, hey, guys, you know, you might not have ever heard of Miles and and Kilo, but it's a really fun game that, honestly, maybe a lot of people would not know about, you know? It's one of the—and that's why I like those—like, finding those games that maybe not everyone's playing that you find, and you're like, you know what? This game actually is good. It it deserves those views. So that's why, I mean— I like to on Twitter, you know, like if I'm playing a game I like, it's like tweet out at the the developers or whatever, you know, especially if it's an indie game, they'll be able to see it more, you know, and be like, hey, really enjoying your game, and then maybe some other people see that tweet and they check it out, and like you said, it sort of perpetuates the the
1: cycle. Yes, yes. But so, <laughs> I, I but from our end, we try to we we try to funnel it, you know, into our group of people. You know, so now it's up to you, the listener, to help. Please make donations. And, and to your name, Casey if you, Gibson. If you, <laughs> if you donate for only... Yeah, have you ever watched those PBS things? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you give just... $1,000, you'll get this DVD set of <laughs> Downton Abbey.
0: Yeah, with a $1,000 pledge, you can be the owner of this exclusive three pin pin set yeah. featuring the characters from the golden girls you know <laughs> minus <laughs> Dorothy because that's, that's, nobody wants amazing. a pin of Dorothy <laughs> I do <laughs> I know yeah I, I honestly I, for, <sighs> I forgot the um the the old lady's name like the the mom oh yeah I could, I for, I could uh, that you. was the name I was gonna go with so Sophie so yeah. anyway um anyway. but yeah Nintendo, too many games. Speaking of games, though, we can go on to Pokemon Quest has been downloaded seven and a half million times between the Switch and smartphones, which uh, it just released recently on. Quite a few downloads, I'd Mm -hmm. say, um, for a free-to-play game. They didn't say how much money they made off those. Um, Of course, you know, it's like I downloaded and played a couple hours, you know, but I never spent Mm -hmm. any money. But, yeah, I wonder how... uh, how that financially worked out for him
1: probably really really well
0: yeah it's pokemon
1: yep we have a couple more news items here before we're done and one is dead cells is releasing august 7th
0: physically baby
1: yeah uh, uh is that coming out august 7th physically uh i i, think I so. thought i think that's just digital uh let me see i'm pretty sure that's just digital Um, And it comes with a 20% pre-order discount. Okay,
0: sorry. uh, So, what did... um, It's releasing on the 7th regular. Uh, Physical is August 21st. So, it's actually not too much longer Mm, of a wait. That's probably what I'll be doing.
1: Yeah, me too. Our friends over at Merge Games are releasing it, which we interviewed with Yonder at uh, PAX. Nick Clarkson. yeah. Yeah, nice, nice guy. Yes. Really nice guy. And um, speaking nice of people, nice guys and
0: nice people.
1: Yeah, we got one last news item. Yes. Which is actually really exciting. Yep, Slime, slime Son. Slime Son.
0: <laughs> that was nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, good In job. In uh, The free DLC, the last, well, I don't know if it's the last, but, I mean, I think it is. Uh, no, I, I, I believe, slime wasn't
0: Blackbird's... Kraken. Blackbird's Kraken. That's, yep. I thought that was the second
1: piece of DLC. That's the first. Oh, was it? Yep, and then it's, uh, yep, and then this is the Sheeple sequel. Gotcha, okay. Yeah, I'm, all yeah. right, I mixed them up.
0: Yeah, no, that's uh, yeah. some, I believe there are 10 new levels with this, um, and a bunch of, yeah, it upgrades your uh, your copy to Super
1: Slime Edition.
2: And yeah. yeah, new icon. Mm-mm-mm.
0: It's more slimy goodness, the as they say.
2: Oh
1: yeah, this and oh, right now it's five ninety nine. That's insane. It's half. Oh off. yeah.
2: Villa uh, de discount. Villa de discount.
1: Yeah, villa de discount. Guys, go get this right now. If you haven't gotten it already, it's five ninety nine. Yeah, that is a bargain. That's a steal for how much content that is. That, that and how much fun that game is. So that is we'll have to do steal. another. Uh, we'll do a challenge on the Sheeple sequel. You want it? Because that slime sun wanna was get so your much fun.
0: butt kicked again? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Shut up.
1: Well, that's just but, not uh, very yes. nice. Go get Slime Sun. And also go pick up Spirits for your DX. And what a nice segue <laughs> <laughs> into this next interview that we're gonna have that's coming up. I uh, I hear Martino knocking on the door right now.
2: Oh, 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 oh.
0: And we are back and we are honored to be joined by friend of the show and developer at Enhorn Games and developer of the recently released Spirit Sphere DX,
3: Martino Volums. And fan of the show, not to forget about that.
1: Oh, nice. Yes, yes. And our one Dutch friend,
3: Martino. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) How's it going, Martino? Pretty good, pretty good games just yeah. released so uh, busy yeah
0: as i was gonna yeah. say your, your head must be spinning from just i can only imagine uh, like how much excitement but also nerves there are when releasing a game
3: yeah it was pretty nerve-wracking but fortunately i had the guys over at best doing all the boring pr and marketing <laughs> and all that stuff writing emails so it was pretty smooth sailing for me
1: yep you're just writing the code. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. The you know, the very exciting work of writing code.
3: Well, it's just it's not just the code. I also do the arts. I I do everything besides the and yeah. stuff. So, a, a one-man Did wrecking
1: you, crew. What about the music?
3: The music is done by a guy in Italy. He's a, he's actually a, like a performer. He does like live concerts on a Game Boy, and now he wrote music for my game. So oh, that's pretty cool. awesome. It yeah. is
1: cool, man. The music's great. Oh yeah, big time. yeah. I got okay. So just fair warning to everyone here, we're gonna be gushing about Spirit Sphere, <laughs> so just letting you know because it's an awesome game. So we played it. But if you've been following the Talkatendo podcast, I mean, ever since it was even uh, announced for the Switch, uh, we were talking about it because um, Fabian from Fabraz teased it on our podcast that they're publishing their first game. Uh, because they didn't actually publish Slime Son, but the, they are publishing a new game. And then since then, we find out it's Spirit Sphere DX, this wonderful, top Town Zelda-like rallying tennis pong game, uh, or air hockey or whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, air um, hockey feels like a good a good comparison. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah it mostly really is,
1: like air hockey. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Also squash. Oh, <laughs> uh,
0: dude, the squash mode so among good, others.
1: So yeah, 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 um, and. You play as different character. I mean, the the with the the big hook of the game to me has been playing as the different characters that completely play differently. Um, uh, and so you know you have your your normal standard Link type Lynn, uh, who who does your what you'd expect from from the generic player, and then you keep going through and you get some crazy ones like Jimmy the dwarf, and uh, <laughs> and uh, you got and Fennel Ozo, the the nice cart
0: Fennel. Yeah, The Mario so, Kart, if you will, yeah.
3: <laughs> yes. And how many different characters are there? Uh, I think... I always forget. I think there's nine, and then there's the boss character, so uh, ten in right. total.
1: Right. So there's so many different uh, modes and ways to play this game. Actually, uh, we're recording this on the 5th of July, so, after, so yesterday I was actually with family uh, celebrating the 4th of July... And I I had to just pull out the game, and uh, I was sitting with my cousins. We were like, this, you know, we're all grown adults, but we were sitting on the floor like Indian <laughs> style, hold playing hand to hand mode. And my cousin just could not get enough of it. He was having so much fun. He thought it was so cool, the hand to hand mode. Um, I bet and then, he kicked like, also, your Easter around town
0: too. It,
1: nope. Mm-hmm. I, I I actually beat him because I had played it much more. I was like, no, this time I'm gonna be beating people. But uh, yeah, we also did a hand hand mode. We also just took the Joy Cons off and set it like on the table. Like we went and set it on the table, so you can kind of hold the controllers, you know, but then still play it like, you know, off of one screen, which works just exactly how you wish it would. It's awesome.
3: Yeah. So can, so, can you explain to the listeners what hand to hand mode actually is?
1: Yes, it is the best way to smell the other person's breath while playing a game. Uh, no. <laughs> exactly no, what it's, it was uh, made for. It's, it's literally something that you can really only do on the Switch. Uh, uh, you, it's where you hold the once If you are taking a Switch handheld and you're holding it in your hands uh, with another person, they're each holding a Joy-Con and then looking down and then you're playing just like you're playing air hockey like like that and the, the
0: joy con is attached while you're playing yeah. it like
1: this so literally
0: you you're both holding on to it and and it's cool because it adds like a little bit of like gamesmanship within the game you know like you you I'm not saying to pull the controller away from the other person but you know if you happen to jostle it around you know try and throw that, them up any which way you can
1: that's how you did it I mean not to give my secrets away but <laughs> Well, that's a cool thing. Is like you know, I, I always wonder like how, how it would feel like. It feels like you're supporting it, but really, it just it's you're actually only holding half the switch, so it's really light when you're holding it with other people. Um, so it's actually really comfortable. Like it's a really practical, cool way of playing. So uh, that's a lot of fun. And, and I, uh, I'm actually curious, Martino. Was
0: that something that, um, when y- when you've sort of had the game and you're like, "Oh, we're gonna bring it to the Switch," was that something that was initially right away like I want to do hand-to-hand, like this cool little thing that would be, you know, unique to the Switch version. Because this game, uh, Spirit Sphere, did come out on Steam, right, a couple years ago. So, yeah, like, it did. What, was this something that you would thought early on in the uh, the Switch lifespan, or was that something that sort of came about, you know, maybe a little bit later in development?
3: Uh, well, since it was inspired by air hockey, the air hockey table is actually quite uh, like vertical. Uh, so when I saw the, actually, the release, uh, Nintendo Direct for the Switch, I was like, man, I want to do this, this thing with the Switch. Yes. So right away, I wanted to do it. But of course, I didn't have a publisher. I didn't think my game was going to come to Switch anytime soon. So. But it did. And I, I was able to make it. So. Really happy about that.
1: And it's because of Casey and I, if you think about it, if you really think about it, because I'm the one that brought we're the we're the one that that brought slime to the Switch, which
3: then you know you did. <laughs> Am I missing something
1: here? Perry loves
0: to to attach his name to to items that have come out here and there, so he can sort of get some some credit. But uh,
1: I say that because I met Ben at PAX t- a couple years ago, and I said you should bring it to switch. And he said, okay, yeah, that, you know, little did I know that they, they had like, I think they believe they they already talked with, it was already in the
3: works. Yeah. Like
1: (laughs) it was already working, but then I just take credit for it since that's what
3: they want. What they're telling you. They don't want to bring the, they don't want to hurt his feelings. Yeah. Well,
1: the the funny thing is, and I know I've mentioned this a billion times, but I actually did. I actually did design a part of slime (laughs) Sun. I inspired the design to, 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 you know, he can change the colors. <laughs> I designed it. <laughs> I inspired. I mean, I didn't code it, but you know how you can change the colors of of Slime Sun.
3: I hope that did give you that one percent of the profits well, that you deserve. Oh yeah, yeah, your royalties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah royalties.
1: <laughs> yep, they already sent me my my three hundred and fifty two dollar check.
0: Yeah, right. You should send that no, to me. That. Um, but yeah, technically. <laughs> So with but anyway, spirit Anyway, let's get sphere, back into um, sphere. Now, I think, as you said, obviously it came out on Steam. Like, where did the idea of spirit sphere come from? Was it initially just something like you enjoyed air hockey, and it was sort of like you wanted to put your own sort of spin on it, or like, like how did, where did the a- the idea hatch from?
3: Uh, it's quite an interesting story. There's a, a game jam. It's called the Game Boy Jam. So, yeah, I should guess it. You have to make a game boy styled game in like uh, i think it's a week or 10 days and i made like a a dungeon crawler inspired by uh, by zelda where every room is its own mini game and one of the mini games was uh, kind of a pong like game so i finished the game jam and i was like damn this mini game is pretty damn fun and a few days later i went to the uh, arcades and played some air hockey you know, and i was like damn i should combine air hockey with this mini game i made and that's when fair sphere was born pretty much
2: voila
1: <laughs> a game boy game jam sounds amazing yeah it's so much fun that sounds it's like my, my favorite kinda,
3: one my favorite game that sounds jam. like my jam oh, yes, i always love those
0: <laughs> yeah like working within such tight uh, constraints you know i love to see how creative people can get and like that's why it's like, obviously with big, like, AAA games nowadays, it's like, the budgets can be endless. But, like, I still love that the indie scene takes those, like, we're going to build it within sort of these parameters, you know what I mean? And, and just to see what people come up with is always so fascinating to me. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. I love
3: it. And and si- so, since I'm a, a one-guy team, I have to have some limitations. Because there's only so much I can do on my own without the project yeah, spiraling out of control. So I really, I, it's work, unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I really work on limitations usually, as you can see in Spirit Spirit, yeah.
1: Yeah, um, the, <laughs> I don't understand how you could work as a one-man team, that's amazing. I mean, <laughs> that's truly, like, applause. Yeah, I mean, man, for get, me, I know that.
0: motivation would be such, like, a, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, man, I need someone yeah. else helping to push me forward with the things, you know, most of the time, but, uh, but that actually yeah. sort of brings me into my next question, um. How was working with, I know for, Bree, uh, for Braz, they published it, but like, was it nice to have sort of like some extra eyes to bounce things off of or, or like maybe, I don't know how much if they, if any, how much they helped with actual development of the game I, or, you know, polishing or whatever you want to say it is, but was it nice to sort of have like a, hey, if I'm stuck or if I sort of have this idea, like I could sort of bounce it off other people and sort of see their reaction with it
3: uh yeah one of the things uh, i really miss when working on my own is just having someone to say hey what do you think about this and when the guys over at forbes uh joined me i finally had that that ear that was listening to me and it was mm-hmm. was giving me the feedback so uh yeah that was definitely really nice they did help me with uh like getting the death kit of course but also with the actual uh, programming because It's a new platform that I'm completely unfamiliar with. But they really got me up and running, uh, teaching me how that stuff all works. And they did really, uh, like, show me some things that I was just blind. I was working on the game for so long without a second set of eyes that I was just missing a lot of small details. You had your uh, blinders on. Yeah, yeah, like, small things, like, uh, victory jingle, like, Stuff like that, and they really pointed me in the right direction and uh, made the game what it is today.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I, um, yeah. So with uh, you know working by yourself and and then working with uh, you know you said you said that you, you they helped get you a dev kit. Now, I was one. What engine did you build this game on?
3: Uh, It's made in uh, Unity, like uh, all the games nowadays.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, Unity is a fantastic engine.
3: Uh, Not too sure about that. I got mixed opinions, but (laughs) it was definitely helpful in uh, porting the game pretty quickly.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, how is it, like, in comparison, I mean, you just said that um, it was the first time working with Switch, obviously a new platform. How is that sort of compared to working on Steam, because I know we've talked to some other developers who said that it's surprisingly a a nice it's not as bad as porting sometimes to other systems. I know with the Wii U was sort of uh like difficult to sort of you know work with uh, at times. So did you find and obviously you said you had help with uh, from Fabraz sort of having the knowledge of working on the switch, but did it seem like it was a somewhat seamless transition between the two platforms?
3: Uh, yeah, definitely. When I started out, the guy said for said, oh, you got to change this and this, because we got so many problems with optimization and stuff. But since I run a super slow computer, because I'm a (laughs) poor as hell indie dev, the game was working perfectly fine the first time I ran it. So it was really smooth, really smooth,
1: yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Perfect, yeah. Um, So, you know... uh, what's what's next for for spirit sphere DX I mean are you planning on like new content for it like DLC huh uh,
3: I'm discussing it right now I'm not, not too sure yet I have some some stuff um, in like in the back of my mind that I still want to add
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, but first of all of course is the all the bugs squashing. A few things do show up of course uh, after release after so many people start playing it. That's oh, the yeah. highest priority right now. But there might be some stuff in the future if the, if the game uh, does well enough. Yeah.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And I mean, you know, it, it's kind of the. I'm excited at what you could come up with uh, next with that Switch and doing stuff. And I just, uh, yeah, I, I absolutely love the game. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, you talk about Game Boy. I was thinking, uh, I mean, are you, so are you, you seem like you're a big fan of the Game Boy.
3: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: Right. What, what what, are some of your favorite Game Boy games?
3: Uh, I think you can guess uh, Link's Awakening. It's uh, probably my favorite.
0: <laughs> what? Uh, you want to know something? <laughs> Martino's going to be ashamed of me. I have never played that game.
3: What? Man.
1: I, Martino's going to be ashamed of yeah. <laughs> you. I'm, get off the podcast. Every single
0: listener is going to be ashamed. I, now, I what should say heck, I've dude? probably played it at some point, but I've never, like actually played it you know what i mean like i've never sat down and, and beat it um huh. i know it's i'm sh- it's shameful really oh wow yeah,
3: it's it's such a great game but i it can really see is. it's it's a step back if you play the 3d zelda ones so i can't imagine it's hard to get into it, you, you know what i think nostalgia. it
0: is it's the map it, i mean not the map excuse me it's the item switching you know uh, yes like I that's say, that's
1: the only thing i i hate is the item switching yeah you two items you know <laughs> and it's yeah. like i'm sort of
0: holding out for that like and i know it's just probably people hopeful thinking that there might be a remake but like i'm always like you know what's gonna happen i'm gonna finally bite the bullet like i'm gonna play this game boy game and like deal with like some of the qu- like the not so yep. great quality of life things and then all of a sudden they're gonna be like and coming out in a couple months a brand new remake and i'll be like oh.
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah you know what would have been amazing, Martino, is if your original Steam release was, like, the Game Boy Green, and then, like, for the DX, it was, like, the, the Game Colour- Boy Colors, yeah, Colour- 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 <laughs> you know? The, the, because the, of, like, Link's Awakening DX.
3: The Game Boy Jam game is uh, the green one. So, in some, in oh. some sort, it is, yeah. You know.
1: That's awesome. See, that's you need to have a, a code, a, a, an End Horde code
3: to... Uh, unlock the game boy mode that's a that's a that's a nice one i should think about that yeah
0: yeah uh, well yeah. don't let him take credit for it, martino he's gonna be spewing all day about how i'm pretty much the only reason this game exists
1: <laughs> yeah well i want to know what other what other game boy games do you like martino i mean like what is there any because i love talking about game boy because i i'm kind of a huge fan of game boy
3: I guess it's just uh, the typical big names like uh, Pokemon and uh, Super Mario Land, even though it's probably quite bad if you play it now. I played it so much as a child that I just have oh, such nice dude, memories of bad. that game.
1: Oh, yeah. See, mine is Super Mario Land 2. Like, that is that is like the most nostalgic mm. game of my past is Super Mario Land 2. Uh, so random. And it was... It was I know. Well, it's just because that's what like I like my brothers had on the game on the Game Boy. You know, I just that's all I played. Cause my my parents never ever bought me a video game ever. So really? I, I don't even know how. Yeah, not once my whole life. And uh, not that they like hate video games. They
3: just never they just did. hate you. <laughs> yep. Well, video games are expensive. So. <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. That
0: was my bread and yeah. butter. Came come Christmas time when I was a, a child. You know, it was like, oh man, I want to get all those games I've wanted.
1: God bless Chris. It still is.
0: Yeah, Pokemon was always my go-to Game Boy game. Uh, Because I remember my my friend had it, and that was the first time I played a Game Boy. And he had uh, Pokemon Blue, and I remember I was like, I just fallen in love immediately, you know. And I was like, Mom, I need a Game Boy and Pokemon for Christmas. And she didn't (laughs) know which she didn't know which Pokemon to get, the blue or red. So she got me
1: both. So I was like. Oh, I was in Pokemon Heaven that year. Oh my goodness. So like you you'd like you'd play to one area and then you'd save and quit yeah. and put in the other game. Replay to the same yeah. area.
0: I'm gonna know yeah. how to tackle the crap out of this area now.
1: <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, an inside. oddish. <laughs> What'd you say, Martino?
3: You are crying inside right now. Oh. Man, I didn't even get one from my parents, and he got two. Well, couldn't it be no, one?
1: I, I, yeah. no, I just played the ones that my brother, because I'm the youngest brother, and they had money, and they bought games, so I just played theirs. They oh, should have
0: okay. just not let you play. They want to be big <laughs> old <laughs> jerkbags.
1: <laughs> they probably did. I just snuck it from them. Uh, but, uh, but uh, yeah, doubling you know.
0: back to Spirit Sphere here for a second, um, I'm curious how long the, like, that development took from, I guess from the initial, uh, the initial idea of like, okay, we, we did the game jam. I think this is a good idea. Like how long did you work on that um, up until the Steam release? And then how much extra time was it sort of post Steam into the Switch development?
3: Uh, both of them was nine months. So the original game took uh, like nine months. Uh, and oh. then to add all the extra content was also about... Nine months.
1: Oh man, that wasn't that was uh that's not that long. I thought it was a lot longer for some reason. I mean, that's still a healthy amount, healthy amount of time. I mean, it's that healthy, but it's I mean, long pretty... to me,
3: yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I've been working on this game for the last two years. I've been working on this game 12 hours a day for the last
0: two years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, actually, that's a, a sort of a what is a typical work day like in the the life of a an indie developer who's working solo is it putting that like yeah 12 hour days in or is it like how do you sort of know when to step back and then when to sort of crunch like to really you know make a push at something
3: um it's probably different for me than uh for other developers i i have really no Naturally. schedule at all i i don't care i just sleep whenever i feel like waking up i wake up and then <laughs> I go enjoy the day, and then I go start to work at like 6 at the evening, and then I keep working until whatever I have in my head is done. So that can be, it can be a 5-hour day, it can also be like a 14-hour day. It, it really just depends on how stuck am I with the feature I'm implementing right now. So yeah, mm-hmm. no schedule at all, pretty much.
1: Mm. You are a nocturnal it sounds if you need be.
3: Yeah, yeah it sounds like
1: Casey's dream come true. Yeah. I oh
2: God.
0: Don't even get it, me started on my job.
3: <laughs> it requires a lot of discipline though.
0: Oh, sure. I could totally yeah. I mean, like I said, for me I know when I'm trying to get productive things done, it's like to have that sort of someone push me a little bit, you know. But uh yeah, God bless you man, jeez.
1: Yeah. I I, I just like uh what Casey said before, like the the inspiration, but like just feeling it from day to day, like there had to be so many days, cause just from when i working on projects of my own, like we're just like, man, I have no oomph in my step today to do anything, and so uh, yeah. But you gotta be gotta be diligent. I can't even imagine. I can't even think about how many games, how many games that are out there that people have started that they haven't finished because it's so much. Oh, work. you
3: you don't want to know ninety like. Ninety-nine percent of all projects don't finish. It's like the biggest problem, uh, like specifically to programmers, they just cannot finish stuff. Because when you're a programmer, you're pretty much a god. You can make anything you want. Mm -hmm. So you start on a project and you're like, "Oh, this is coming along." And then you get like the new big idea. You're uh, this old project is going in the bin. This new idea. (laughs) This is this is it. This is the one. Yeah. And then two weeks later starts all over again
1: uh i mean did anything like that happen with spirit sphere or i mean is it kind of just like a like a realization of your initial concept
3: yeah for spirit sphere i i really just uh had a feeling this is a this is a good one i need to hold on to this one
2: yeah
1: yeah i just what if nintendo (laughs) nintendo comes out with 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 their own spirit sphere game what in the world? Well, like you Good thing he beat Pan. him to the market. No, I, no, I mean like with Zelda, like with like different, like it plays almost like you know, like it plays exactly the same, but it has a bunch of Zelda characters.
2: I would love that would it. It'd be insane. <laughs> it'd be
1: amazing. Yeah. Or they come to you, Martino. We want to make your game a real Zelda game.
3: Man, nope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get out of here, uh, Nintendo more than a dream come true that would be great.
1: yeah that'd be amazing but I that is so much fun I mean it, you know because as you start playing the game like it's all like I start playing this game it's like you know why hasn't this been done before like I can't believe that they didn't do this on the game boy like to be honest like like especially if you get all those like Kirby spin-off games on the game boy like I could totally see them I could totally have seen this game as a Zelda spin-off game sports type thing on the, on the Game Boy, and, and it would have been amazing, but I can't believe they didn't do it,
3: you know, it, but it works so well. Yeah, usually they just pick Mario for those type of games, it's too bad uh, Zelda doesn't get the, the sports yeah. love, or, they- or Metroid, or any other series for that matter.
0: I say with yeah, Zelda, I mean... there's so many characters too. I mean, like, think of Hyrule Warriors. How many just unique characters there are in that world that could easily oh, yeah. be put into, like. Oh my goodness. Tingle. I'm surprised Tingle. they don't Tingle just. Sphere yeah, sphere. Mario. They, sh- I'm surprised they just haven't shifted, like, the, the Mario sports games to just literally Nintendo sports. I mean, maybe keep the. Like, they've already sort of done a little bit of that with uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, you know, with obviously Link and Animal Crossing and F Zero coming in. But you think they could like imagine they put DLC where you could play as Link in uh, Aces. I, that would
1: get <laughs> that, would be, that would get
0: people to buy that game, like would, who wouldn't originally would, would buy? Would Link have it, you
1: tennis know? outfits? Yeah, get, like a. <laughs> would Link have a tennis outfit? Because that would be amazing. Some nice shorts.
2: Yeah. It works for Mario Kart, I know, parts, know
1: what you mean. So, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, it's like I wouldn't say, but there actually is precedent for Mario Kart. It, it, it for some reason, it works well with his funny Epona motorcycle. Um, it's so good. It, it works, and the motorcycle became canon in an actual Zelda game.
3: <laughs> <laughs> is it that motorcycle? I didn't play the DLC. Is it the actual? Oh, Mario it's Kart not one? the same one. Oh, yeah,
0: it's okay. not the
1: same one, but it's yeah. I it's haven't still played that DLC either, but ugh. but but like you said, Martino, good point. They just released Mario Tennis Aces.
3: Like, yeah man time. i wanted to be ahead of that game but i just couldn't make it in time
0: you know what though i honestly think there are so many people out there who are like interested in in the mario tennis games but don't want to drop 60 dollars on that you know so to have like an alternative on the eShop that is you know just as much fun it, like a little different rule set obviously it's not straight tennis but like the same kind of feel you know what i mean for like not a f- Sixty dollar game, like I think there'll be a lot of people who
1: might just be like, "Ooh, let me check this out," you know.
3: Mhm. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. Uh,
1: and yeah, I just I got I mean for everyone, Spirit Sphere DX is so pretty. The colors just make me happy when I play the game, and when you play it on the screen on the handheld, um, it just looks so vibrant and like I the gold I just, celebration. I, that's what I, that's what I love about these pixelated games. Because, like, you know, with, uh, with the 3DS, um, it was kind of hard for that thing to make the game, like, pixelated games look really good on there. The screen wasn't as good. And then, like, you, you know, especially their Game Boy Virtual Console. And when they quit on the 3D, yeah. Because, yeah. well, I, I just mean, like, you know, they, they did the Game Boy games looked awful if you played it without playing them in natural resolution. And then if you did that, that's super, is super tiny yeah yeah and it's just like ugh. so so it's kind of like this renaissance of like really nice looking handheld uh pixel games um and uh just coming out it's just it's so fun living in the the indie world that we have with people like martino release these gorgeous games um it's so much fun and i, I really love it i really love appreciate the art style and stuff so and I, I think one of the things that, you know, not only the characters being so different, but the stages and the ideas of the stages mm. uh, are really different. So we can, I guess we can let, because this will be out after we do our challenge case. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, everyone can go see our challenge, but we actually did a Talk Nintendo challenge on Spirit Sphere with the squash mode. You oh, um, it's great. Uh, yep. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, we had a fun, I think it was, oh, we did, we did three rounds, right? Three rounds, and whoever allowed the least amount of points from the, the other, the computer, so, um, I'm not gonna spoil who won, but, uh, yeah, and we all played with the same character on the same stage, but, like, as you can see in our video, like, it's crazy how (laughs) the, the game can just flip the, how you think you're gonna play it, uh, like 180 degrees because suddenly there's obstacles that pop up that prevent you from doing stuff and i just i love all those different kind of and it it really is so much like smash in that sense where all these things pop up and with different rule sets now you have to play a different way and different characters are now amazing at this idea and it just it's a really organic like feel where You can kind of you have to take the time to get to know each character and to know what their strengths are and then how to use those, you know, in in the best ways for each mode. So, it's a really good experience all around, single player and multiplayer. um, I believe. I wouldn't you say so, Case or Martino. What do you think?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's definitely a multiplayer game first, and then Uh I did try to make the single player as fun as possible with the squash matches in between and the, the target mode and a little frisbee mini game. And then at the end there's mm-hmm. the, the boss battle. I did try to um, make it into a nice single player experience as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think, yeah, obviously, like you said, it, it's definitely multiplayer is where it shines the most, but you could totally get in there single player and still have fun. Um, like you said, the, it varies up the, the matches nicely. And what's, Like, the coolest thing with Spirit Sphere is just how different uh, each character plays. I know we might have mentioned that a little bit before, but just they really do play so drastically different from one character to the next, and, like, no two characters are like, oh, well, that one just plays a tiny bit different. They really do all play significantly different, and it's nice so then you can go back and play that single-player mode with all the different characters, and it's going to feel different, you know, and and be a totally different experience, and then, like you said, I I got to play, um, some, not hand-to-hand, but we just played some local co-op with my sister, and, um, she absolutely loved that game, and she was, like, I was, like, I don't know, she's not a huge video gamer, like, I, she plays them, but, uh, but, yeah, she was, like, like, make sure to bring it next time you come over, kind of thing, so we're definitely going to be playing some more, um, but yeah, I guess I, I know I have one last question, um, just sort of about the characters, is how difficult was it to sort of balance all the characters to work together since they do play so differently?
3: Yeah, that's the, that was probably the hardest thing about the game, balancing the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I
1: didn't think about that. Yeah.
3: Especially since I'm on my own, so I don't have anyone to play test with uh, regularly. <laughs> That's
1: actually amazing that you did that. (laughs) Yeah, next
3: time I'm not gonna make a multiplayer-focused game anymore. But I usually just brought the game to local uh, game developer meetups, and uh, we played a bunch there. And um, they're more like uh, into game design than your average player, so they gave me some nice feedback, and that's how I sort of balanced out the characters. Oh, cool!
1: Good. Awesome. That's cool. Well, Martino, thank you so much for for coming onto the podcast, talking about Spirit Sphere. Uh, it's so much fun talking to you, and thank you for staying up to the late hours of the night.
3: I'm a night owl, so. Well, it's norm- funny. Normal day for me. Before, when you're like, yeah, okay. I
1: usually
0: start working around six. So I was like, oh, so it, this is part of like his workday. But I, yeah, I wasn't accounting for the drastic time change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. Yep. Oh, okay, Casey. But, uh yeah, so w- definitely I want to have you on. I know that as a game developer, I mean, do you play, I assume you play other video games. I, it might be kind of hard to. I but- play
3: almost exclusively Nintendo games. My man. Yeah, I play That's a l- lot of
1: them. Yep. And you listen to the Talk Nintendo podcast, so that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Um. But uh wh- I, what I was trying to get to is we need to have you on again and we can just... Casually chat about stuff you play, and we can talk about things.
3: Yeah, for sure. Sounds fun. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. So, we'll get that set up. But uh thank you again for coming on. Uh, and everyone, make sure to go download Spirit Sphere DX. Yes, sir. Right now on the Switch. I guarantee you, you will have tons of fun with it. Especially if you have uh some people to play it with locally. Um, it is a lot of fun. It's so easy to pick up and play. Um, I believe it's. Is the launch is the launch price ten dollars or is that the?
3: I think I it's ten dollars. Yeah, I'm from Europe, so I know it's ten euros, but I think it's ten dollars as well. Yeah.
1: Well, is there like a special
3: going on right now? Uh, there or was, was there uh, before it? before it was launched. There was a pre order bonus. Mm. Okay. Mm.
1: Well, it's around ten dollars no matter what. So, uh, help support our amazing indie people like Martino and. Uh, get their things so that they can continue to put out amazing content like Spirit Sphere DX.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: All right. Well, on that note, Martino,
3: it's been fun. Yeah, thanks for having me, and uh, until next time.
1: Yes. They- absolutely.
0: Well, before you go, why don't you tell the fine people where they can find you? Obviously, definitely check out Spirit Sphere DX on the eShop, but Twitter, anything that you... If the people want to find you, Martino, where do they look?
3: Um, I'm typically uh, active on Twitter at uh, Aintorn, Ainthorn Games. Uh, might have to look that up in, uh, in the description because uh, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's uh, kind of weird.
0: I'll put a link in uh, the description to your Twitter there.
3: Yeah, that's pretty much it. Twitter, mostly on Twitter, yeah.
1: Awesome. Perfect. Very
3: nice. All right. Thank you, Martino. Thanks for having me.
1: Yep.
0: See you later. All righty, and we're going to take a quick little breather, and then uh, we'll come back and close out the
2: show.
1: Uh, so thank you, Martino, for stopping by. Good old Martino. Uh, giving, us, giving us the lowdown on DX on developing and whatnot and uh we hope the best for you and again please go download it it's a really really fun game especially if you have uh some people around to play it with or if you want to do challenges like casey and i do
0: yes now perry i need to run to work real quick so i'm gonna let you take this next interview by your lonesome
1: oh Oh, i hear him again it's rupert's here rupert Oshner.
2: From oh, uh,
1: I'll back! from bonus level entertainment from the guys that the, the guy that that uh directed Fox and Forest is here. So uh, heck yes, we met him at PAX and he's back again. And we're gonna talk Fox and Forest now. So let's do that right now. All right, we are back here. It's just me, Casey isn't here. He's being a big gym bot, but he's not here. Uh, but we are here with Rupert, is it Oshner? Yes, correctly. Rupert Oshner of Bonus Level Entertainment. Uh, this uh, wonderful developer from Germany. Um, he is the game director for Fox and Forests.
4: Exactly, our 16-bit dream that finally came true.
1: 16-bit dream that finally came true. I, that's exactly how I would put it as well. Yeah, so, so why don't we talk... Rupert, why don't you give the pitch for, for Fox & Forest?
4: Okay, Fox & Forest is a 2D action platformer with RPG and puzzle elements. And the key feature is that the main hero, Rick the Fox, he has a magic melee crossbow that can be used for long uh, range and close-up attacks, but it can also be used for switching seasons. So that's the core feature, because in every level, you've got two predefined seasons, and you can switch between them. So, for example, there's a level where you can't cross the water because it's spring. And then by the press of a button on the fly, you can switch to winter, the water freezes, and Ricky can cross over the
1: water. It's wonderful, and it works seamlessly, but with the press of a button. With, with, With the press of a button and a wonderful animation of season changing. Yes. <laughs> um yeah so this came out of a, a month ago how long has this been out?
4: Uh it came out on May 17th on uh yeah PlayStation 4 Xbox 1 PC and of course the Nintendo Switch.
1: Oh yeah. So so this was was it all released all at the same time?
4: Uh the Xbox 1 version was delayed by 2 weeks.
1: Oh okay. That's okay.
4: And it was but... not my fault. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well But you you took care of it. You fired the person that it was their fault.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm
1: just kidding. Uh, Yeah, so so where did this project begin? I mean, like, you know, I I mean, have you, how many games have you done? Is this your first game? Is this.
4: Yeah, this is the first game. Uh, I founded Bonus Level Entertainment uh, two years ago together with my ex boss, with the boss uh, of the company I worked for um, 10 years ago, Independent Art Software. And we founded Bonus Level Entertainment, uh, but I've been uh, working in the games industry for over 10 years, so. Uh, oh, yeah, my I'm last curious, year. what have you been doing? So my first job was at Independent Art Software, the company that is the, the co-developer of Fox Forest, and there I've been doing 3D animation and level design. Mm-hmm. Then I went to a film company for one and a half years, and I was doing this death for their, for their games, because they have a lot of uh, licenses, and I was like, uh, yeah, uh, dealing out those licenses, and we also made a game uh, for a TV series, and then, oh, like, wow. yeah, there was, it wasn't the biggest success, but it was fun, and it was also, you know, cool to see, like, the film industry, and have a different look at the, at the um, games industry as well, which,
2: absolutely, yeah,
4: explaining everyone that games are not just about killing people. <laughs> <laughs> And and there's a really funny story, you know. I have this I mean, they were really cool. Those people at this company, Beta Film, they were very nice to me, but I was like the only nerd. And I have this action figure from Gears of War. Maybe some of you will know it. It's like an action figure where where a locust gets his head blown off, and it's a, there's there's the action figure, but the head is just like blood <laughs> spreading around. And when I put the action figure on my desk, of course, right? Everyone in the games industry has like millions of action figures on their desk. When i put it there then like uh, every now and then uh, for the whole day people from the company came to my office asking some uh, unnecessary question because i wanted to see this crazy action figure <laughs>
1: <laughs> perfect that's amazing
4: yeah. yeah but it was a good time and uh, made good friends there in contact
1: um, oh yeah that's what it's all about isn't it exactly yeah yeah and then from there
2: is from,
4: from there i went to deep Silver uh um you know um doing uh, marketing i was the international senior brand manager uh for three and a half time uh, three, three and a half years doing like the global brand management for uh, brands like that island and then later on staying Row and uh, uh sacred Risen, and so on
1: wow man look at you
4: yeah thanks uh,
1: so yeah you've done a lot you've, you've been around the industry almost in every aspect of it
4: Yeah, exactly, and this is why three years ago I thought, hey, you know, now I think, I think, I know everything. Of course, I do not know everything. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) But I felt confident enough to finally make my dream come true, to make my own game, my own Super Nintendo-style game. And so, yeah, the idea of Fox & Forest was born. Uh, I found a partner and a co-developer, and then we, yeah, went on Kickstarter to make a Kickstarter campaign for Fox & Forest.
1: Oh, so this was a Kickstarter game. Yes. Okay. Okay awesome um, so it must have been a success
4: uh, yes it was actually uh pretty cool uh we had the campaign in august 2016.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: no sorry uh, yes and <laughs> and um uh, we raised over 107,000 us dollars
1: wow and
4: uh yeah that wasn't enough to make the game we then also uh yeah
1: I was like uh, that was about a tenth of what you needed
4: nah not a tenth but uh it wasn't everything uh, so so we also had a, uh, needed to find an investor and then we found a really cool publisher, Eurovideo, who shared the same passion and the same ideas. And yeah, that's like the, the business background of Fox & Forest. It so yeah, all the, came together.
1: Yeah. so I mean, you know, you, being around, working on, on so many new games, doing all, you know, being in the, in, the, in the business, you just wanted to go back to make a game when games used to be good.
4: Exactly. Yeah. Good and challenging. And yeah, it's, I mean, this yes. is what Fox and Fries is about. It's like also about exploring the world yourself, finding out stuff yourself, right? Like, oh with, yeah, we've been the hub. Yeah. Sorry.
1: You no. Know, yeah. We, this is a perfect segue into the actual gameplay of the game, which as you said, it is challenging. I, one of the biggest things, like it's punishing, you know, i mean making your way through the levels if you if you die or if you fall down a, a you know a, a hole you got to start from where either if you paid the badger or exactly. not <laughs> and the, there's the one the one rule that casey and i learned when playing is you should always pay the dang badger Exactly. retro <laughs> retro the badger
4: exactly he's like uh, you know a retro fan like we are and he's in the yep. game and uh, you have to pay him to activate his checkpoints, and uh, we decided this because we wanted to reward risk-taking. So people who want to have like, a bigger challenge, you know, they can take a bigger risk, mm-hmm. and people who want to play it safe, they have to pay him. But we made sure that it's not too expensive, especially in the, in the earlier levels. Uh, it's easy, you know, uh, uh, you, 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 um, you just pay him a little amount of money, and we'll still have enough money left mm-hmm. to spend and upgrade uh, your character in the hub area.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. It reminds me a lot of like a uh, shovel knight's levels, but in a different, a different spin on it. Where you can you can break the checkpoints and get money out of them.
2: Exactly. But yeah.
1: and this time, you're just depositing money into for retro, who somehow is at every checkpoint. He's a little. Uh, he's like the uh, he's like the merchant from Resident Evil Four. It's like I don't yeah. know. I don't know, oh, I don't know how he gets there. Oh, I love it yeah. though.
4: Yes. Like cash. Not enough cash.
1: <laughs>
4: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm actually playing Resident Evil 4 at the moment. I, I love this game so much. I played every year once. And,
1: uh, oh, it's, yes. This
4: time of the year again.
1: Yep. Oh, yeah. That's. I love those. It's the uh, the annual games. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The annual uh, games. Uh, yeah, I totally get you. Um, well, I mean, so let's talk about your favorite games growing up. I, I would love to know. Um, you know, what you grew up on. What What is your favorite, you know, like your favorite games, like your top three or top five or whatever, you know? Okay, my
4: top three games are Final Fantasy VI. Okay. Um, then uh, Super Ghouls and Ghost, which was also a oh. main source of inspiration for Fox and Forest. This is also where the name comes from. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, of course, Resident Evil 4.
1: Well, there you go. There's, that's, wow, that's a, I love, that's a perfect trio of games. So, <laughs> Yeah, so very uh, Nintendo focused there. Um, you know, it, Fox and Forests—it's it, definitely a way more playable than Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Oh,
2: thank you. Super,
1: <laughs> Super Ghouls and Ghosts is a very hard game. I just played it for the first time uh, on the uh, SNES Classic. Yes. Actually, uh, and it's it's a very cool game. And uh, but I'm more of a Gargoyles Quest kind of guy.
4: Ah, yeah, Gargoyles uh, Quest. And that's actually. Demons Quest.
1: Oh, yeah yeah yeah. Game I
4: it's so good. It's totally oh, underrated yeah. it's, it's cool. Yes.
1: yes. And it's so pretty. Oh my goodness. That game is just those Capcom games. I wish they would make some more of those. Uh, I I just played through that that trilogy um last year and it was it was amazing. I I loved every the those Game Boy games are really cool and then the in the SNES game. Um
4: and, and uh, you know like because you mentioned Capcom This is exactly the style we were going for for Fox and Forest, and it wasn't. It was a hard task to actually understand and find the right style. But our graphic artists—they made a really good job, and this is what uh, we went for for the Capcom Super Nintendo games.
1: I mean, that is the absolute number one thing that anyone is going to be impressed by with this game at at first glance. It is the jaw-dropping, colorful visuals that just. Are just every just everywhere throughout the game from the the map of the game to the the what's the tree called the season tree, the season tree. right how could i forget that yeah the season <laughs> it's, tree it's not I the mean, mana it's,
4: tree it's the season tree <laughs> yeah yeah there you go
1: uh casey's said that like on our podcast before when we talked about it that, like that's like one of the most beautiful things he's ever seen in a video game so uh, I, I mean, it, it really—the game is absolutely gorgeous, and the gameplay mixed together. I mean, you can—it's funny how you mentioned your your three favorite games, and I think that there's a little of those games in in, in all of them in this game. I mean, the the difficulty is is really challenging and hard, and it's and it's also an interesting setup for a game. Um, how there's—it's kind of plays a little like a, it's like a level based metroidvania almost because of the
2: uh,
1: going back into the levels to collect things that you can now access because you have new upgrades for yourself
4: exactly and this is what we what we what was our vision uh, as you said uh, a level based metroidvania style of game you know with an overview map and we also have this hub area and uh, already after you've beaten the first level right you can go mm-hmm. into the hub area and already buy a super cool upgrade, the double jump spin attack. So when you, have, when you are going back into level number one, once you bought this double jump spin attack, it will already be way easier, right? Mm-hmm. Because you can do this cool spin attack when double jumping. And this was our philosophy, right? That yes, yes there is yes. some backtracking because we think it's interesting to, you know, when there are secrets and super secrets to find out and when you, when you have to find your own way. But because you're constantly upgrading either by buying stuff or by being rewarded better shots after beating the boss, uh, bosses of the game. Uh, you know, going back to other level is a lot of fun. And uh, when, when you, the first level is challenging when you play it for the first time, but when you go back to it, like a couple of levels later, it's going to be a piece of cake. You know, you've got your spread shot, you've got the double from spin attack, and then you can just, you know, slice through the enemies and just concentrate oh. on finding where the magic seeds are hidden.
1: It's so empowering. And like, and it's, it's like you said, like when you first start the game, it's like, Almost the first level is the hardest. I mean, it, I mean, it's 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 a tough challenge, and you make your way through, and you're like, man, this game's actually pretty freaking hard. And then you do you you collect your gold, and then you start unlocking these new. I was like, oh, now I can do this, you know? No, okay, now I can attack when I double jump, and and now I can do this, and and then it's like, okay, and and it's it's this really good. Uh, you know, ups and downs of of skill, where where you feel like you're in control, and and then you finally like, okay, I'm a boss at this game now, and now yeah, I can yeah. I can own everything here, and uh, it's a wonderful feeling. And to be honest, Rupert, that was there's always a point, you know, when games are really special to me. There's a point where it clicks, and I go, oh, I really love this, and you know that feeling. I don't know if you get that feeling when playing games, but it's like, yeah. The, there's a moment, and the moment was when I, uh, when I unlocked the uh, one of the moves uh, and I used it in the game, and it's like, oh, now I can do this. This is amazing, you know? Uh, so it, it, you succeeded in, in your vision is what I'm trying to say.
4: I'm, I'm, I'm very, very happy that you say this. It means a lot to me because, you know, uh, this is like people who are willing to dig into the game and who are like core gamers, uh, uh for, for them, it's the right thing. But we see that for like more casual gamers, and also in some reviews, people don't like this. You know, they say, "Hey, I have a double jump. Why can't I attack? This game is broken." And then after after the first level, they give you the bad, bad rating and don't care about it anymore. Also on yeah. Steam, sadly. But you know, if you're smart enough to you know go to the hub area and buy a new buy the new um, uh, attack, then you know you're, it's really rewarding. And, and it's the feeling I had when I was importing the Super Famicom with my brother when I was like 13 years old, right? Yes. Uh, uh, you know the games were Japanese, and uh, I couldn't read the description or anything. And uh, uh, of course, obviously, Super goals and Ghosts was one of our first games we had together with F-Zero and, and Mario Four. And and you know we couldn't read any text in Mario Four, for example. And then when you find that stuff yourself, it's so rewarding. It's so cool. And this is the feeling that uh, that we wanted to. Uh, uh, you know yes. What we wanted to go for with Fox and Forest.
1: It, I love how you call Mario World Mario 4. That's you're the first person in the world I've ever heard it called Mario 4. That's amazing.
4: Uh, but it says it on the package on the <laughs>
1: I know I know. <laughs> no, I know. It's great. I just I never hear it say Mario 4. That's awesome. Um, uh, yes, I mean, go back to what you're saying. I I mean, you have to, I mean, you of course know the generation we're living in. People need hand holding. People need People, like, well, they don't need it, but they think they, they want it. They, they don't want to stop and work for something to appreciate, you know, what they've worked at, um, which is, uh, I think, what makes the best games. Um, uh, that's, it's all, you know, it's all about the valleys and the hills, you know. I think it, just in game design in general, there has to be boring parts. I mean, quote, unquote, boring parts or difficult parts that, that you need to work past. And then once you get through, it makes you appreciate the good stuff. And it's really a complete design philosophy to, to really pull everything together so that you can have this, you know, this dynamic range of emotions while you're playing so that you're not, it's not just a straight, just, you know, a straight road. It's a curvy road. It's a, it's an interesting road, you know? And I, I think that, and that's what I got with Fox and Forest. So, um, it's a really cool game. I, I, uh, before we stop talking about the game, I, I want to know how was your experience directing it? I mean, was this, so this was your first direction, right?
4: Uh, yes, it was the first game as game director. And, uh, yeah.
1: yeah, what, What are your, like, what are some interesting things that like you, you noticed as a director? What, what are the things you didn't expect that happened?
2: Uh,
4: well, okay, so uh, after I quit my job at Deep Silver, I took myself a uh, half a year off uh, and just sat down and prepared a an over one hundred pages document, uh, which was a game design overview document with like you know uh, uh, all the things you need for for designing a game with like second to second minute to minute hour to hour gameplay mechanics and uh, this document also included like marketing stuff with like target audience and 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 um Competitors and so Did you on you say
1: you wrote it.
4: Yes. Yes. Okay.
2: Okay. Gotcha. And cool
4: it, I, it really took me a long time and I'm glad it took the time right because so I had a clear vision from the beginning on and Then mm-hmm. thankfully I found the perfect team the the cool people from independent art software that shared this vision and that uh, you know uh, uh, you know went with me down the road to to finish it and I have to say, Fox & Frost turned out like 80, 90% exactly how the documentation was like two years That's ago.
1: Amazing, congratulations, because that is one of the hardest things in game development is, is you know, as developing, is to just trying to, uh, trying to nail down that initial goal instead of being sidetracked with so many other ideas and possibilities, and then just ending up not getting the project done.
4: Thanks, yeah, so thank you very much. Um, I'm really happy, and, and, you know, now we have to see uh, that hope, hopefully Fox & Frost will sell way more copies, uh, even more that we can, you know, continue making 16-bit style games. And uh, uh, with the difficulty, right, I mean, with three difficulty settings, so, so some people, you know, that complain that maybe the first level is too hard, you know, you can always play an easy, and then it will be like a piece
1: of cake. So.
2: Right, right, right. So I and- just hope
4: that this... That this difficulty and also this you know uh forcing people to like really dig into the game and, and really spend time with the game uh would pay off at the end because it's you know it's again it looks like a very lighthearted game colorful pixel pixely but it is a deep experience and that's exactly what we wanted
1: right and it Absolutely. So everyone needs to, uh, I mean, if you haven't already, which if they're listening to this podcast, you better have checked out Fox and Forest. But um, I <laughs> what I'm going to say next is going to sound like the most nerdy Nintendo fanboy thing. But <laughs> it, I got to thinking about it and it just made too much sense. And I was thinking, Fox and Forest, I could see you walking up. Okay, imagine you're showing this at it's a bit summit in Japan and uh uh Miyamoto walks up sure why not Miyamoto walks up and he goes hey that's a fox like Star Fox yes <laughs> and then he and then he goes you should make this a Star Fox game because I was thinking how cool would it be to have a side-scrolling Star Fox Adventures game and then you play, and then you can have the different characters and stuff. It could play just like Fox and Forest, and like you even—I mean, slight spoilers here for people—but you even have like the 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 shoot 'em up level, yes. you know? Yes,
4: yes, exactly. But I mean,
1: like you could do like a whole. Imagine that in an R wing, like set up. I mean, it would be so cool. Like I was just yeah. thinking about. It. I'm like, oh. <laughs> because they never made they'd never made a like you know a side-scrolling Star Fox.
4: yeah game. i'd love i'd love to do that i mean we would definitely be the perfect company for that right <laughs> yes
1: i know it's like it's almost like a shame that like i wish that nintendo i mean that that miyamoto would have uh would have i mean i don't really wish this uh, maybe in some way but <laughs> that he would have come into the, your your studio and t- and turned the or what do you flip the flip the table what do they say flip the tea tables or whatever yes. they say and he's like you know yeah it's just kind of like the uh, the dinosaur planet uh with uh with uh Star Fox adventures for the gamecube i
4: love the Star Fox adventures game it was so good for rare yeah. <laughs> yeah. the last good game by rare
1: oh yeah i uh I, I would i would uh i would probably agree with that um <laughs> you know the thing with me i'm not i'm not and this isn't to put down the down. I'm just not. I've never been a big rare guy. I mean, outside of Donkey Kong Country and like Goldeneye, I never okay. played the other games. It's not that I didn't like them. I just never okay. played them growing up. Like I've never played Banjo Kazooie.
4: Okay, yeah, fair enough. It's I mean, so
1: I, and then so and honestly, going back to rare games without that nostalgic, like real nostalgic factor. Outside of Donkey Kong, I mean, Donkey Kong is one of my favorite games of all time, Donkey Kong Country. But uh going back, it it doesn't. I just I can't get into them as much as. But anyway, yeah,
4: it, 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 it this, this it was the first generation of 3D games with the PlayStation One and uh, yep. uh and the Nintendo 64. I mean, yeah, it's true. Uh, the graphics just don't look so good. And I mean, they're the, brilliant the gameplay can and be and finicky. of course, *Ocarina of Time* one of the best games ever made, right? Oh yeah, but. But yes, I can understand this. If you, don't have, if you haven't played these games back then, then it's hard, you know. Well, it,
1: it, and I'm, I'm just going to be full, honestly. I mean, this is, and this might make people hit me, but I mean, I've already said this on the podcast, but like <laughs> I didn't even play Super Mario 64 when it came out. I just, I, I wasn't into video games growing Well, I think I was four or five when that okay. came out. So anyway, but I just never grew up playing that. And it's even hard for me to go back to that game. So, yeah, I'm, I'm maybe, not being yeah, like biased. Nintendo
4: DS, maybe. But...
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I'll just play Super Mario 3D Land, which is one of the best games ever. You, um, but no, I'm just kidding. I, I like, I totally respect 64. I totally respect all of Rare's old games and stuff like that. But anyway, what I was trying to say is that Fox and Forest, Star Fox and Forest, <laughs> would be a really cool and awesome game. <laughs> yeah, right. so Couldn't you totally see it? I,
4: yeah, of course, totally. I think it would, would be really
2: cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like, as
4: you said, we have to shoot them up stages as well, right? Because uh, yes. uh, I think the Super Nintendo, that's amazing, was such a good console also for shoot em up. Even so, the Super Nintendo had the CPU problems, like developers at that time managed to go around it, and there are so many cool shoot them ups on the Super Nintendo, and they have also aged really well. So you can play them today, and they are as much fun, like best shoot em ups ever, like yes. XLA, R-Type 3, Rodeo Super LSD—they are—they uh, are still so good, and yes. uh, I love these games. And so I thought, hey, come on—it's my first sixty 16-bit game, and I really want to do like a shoot 'em up uh, section there as
1: well. I love the fire shoot 'em up level. Oh, it is so fun and so cool. And that's it, nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I in so good. Now, I—that's the thing. I mean, there the good SNES games are just timeless. I mean, it's just a timeless system, you know? I mean, it's just like, that's, it is the peak, you know? So I love that Fox and forest really went for that. And that's why I dig it so much because I dig pixel art because of that, um, because of the timelessness and because it just looks so tight and nice. And if people love that, they need to check out Fox and forests, um, because it's a wonderful game. And, um, Yes, Rupert, I want to thank you so much for coming on to the Talk Nintendo podcast.
4: Thank you so much. It was great talking to you. And uh yeah, thank you so much for your passion about Fox and Forest. It's really cool.
1: Oh yes. I love this game. Casey and I love this game. We uh I mean this was definitely one of our favorite games when we met you at PAX, um really left an impression uh with us. And uh, you know, it's just it's so much fun to see. It's so good to to meet the developer to know that you know just to get to know people and and to to see their passions and stuff i'm so happy that you got to actually live the dream and 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 release a product like you know like product of of your dreams so now you just need to put it on an snes cart and
2: yeah, uh
1: <laughs> actually have you done that like just for fun like just you should print off a little label and put it on an snes
4: uh, uh now we haven't done it for fun you and, haven't done
1: that i can't
2: believe that yeah uh,
4: i mean we, we haven't we did a mock-up at least uh, so, uh oh so, man uh, <laughs> i might just
1: have to do that and send it to you then
4: yeah well, it would be awesome
2: <laughs> yeah it would be so cool yeah, you
4: thanks carrie that would be uh, coolest thing ever yeah and, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: absolutely
4: uh, but, but it would like take over 100 uh, of the biggest uh, super nintendo cartridges at that time to fit fox and forest on
1: Right, right. So, so, yeah.
4: so we, we stick to all the limitations of the Super Nintendo, but obviously uh, the, the file size is the only problem. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you just need a, an SNES. You just get one that like literally is like 10 times as like, imagine an SNES cart that's like 10 times as tall.
2: You can just put it in there.
1: <laughs> but yes. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Rupert. It's been so much fun. Uh, talking to you and talk about Fox and Forest. It is available now on the Switch. Uh, how much is Fox and Forest? Uh, 19.99. 19.99. It's you know how much SNES games were when they came out. Yeah, of course uh, the
4: SNES games were like a like for me that Im- I had to import the games from Japan, right, or the US. They were sometimes uh, 100 euros per cartridge.
1: 100 euros. <laughs>
4: and and if you bought the regular versions in the stores for the PAL you know but PAL was 19.7 percent slower they were between 50 and 60 euros
1: oh man what is the deal with PAL jeez I I, (laughs) I I feel feel so bad for you Europeans I can't believe you have to go through that
4: Uh, don't feel bad for me I imported all consoles the Super Nintendo and the Nintendo 64 et cetera.
1: Well you had to, but I still feel bad because yeah. now you have to pay all that extra stuff. But I don't feel bad for you. Look at you. You you made a Super Nintendo game, so you, you're, you're fine. Uh but okay, yeah. So nineteen ninety nine on the Switch. Buy it on the Switch because that's obviously the best platform. It's a Nintendo platform. Yes, please and, support us and, you can and play it.
4: Yes, please and, and please support us or, or like if you like it, tell your friends about it because we really wanna continue making cool six in bit games and I have got a Super crazy amazing idea and it just has to be uh come real one day so
1: yes and and yeah i mean obviously super fox and forest has to come out and Uh, super fox and forest exactly (laughs) or uh or uh rick's quest no retro's quest
4: retro's quest quest. (laughs) yes and
1: you can play you can play like gargoyle's quest
4: yeah oh gargoyles hmm maybe you've uh, you've already found the point here i don't know
1: i have a uh,
4: much I have
1: the what talent do to, to, to uh, do this with, with game development. No, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, support him. I, I I want more of Fox and Forest. I want I want more from bonus level entertainment, and uh, yes, uh, we will end it there because we could keep talking on and on and on. But right, uh, thanks, Rupert Larry. has to get back to work. Absolutely. Thanks, so
4: everyone, uh, and thanks everyone for listening.
1: Yes, absolutely. See you later. Bye. Later. You gotta love rupert
0: whoo that was a, a, a brutal day at work perry
1: Hey, what well see i was here chatting away yep i wish you i missed was out chit-chatting on a good convo yep i know but you're a big you loiterer yeah, as uh, as john this uh, the guy that that i'm sending some stuff to in australia as he says you you're an, a notorious J-I-M. <laughs> notorious
0: J-I-M. I love it. Isn't
1: that great? Speaking of notorious uh, J-I-M,
0: you got some Craigslist Roundup for us, don't you?
1: Yes. It's Craigslist Roundup time.
2: I'm
1: getting tired of all this snapping, Case. I I only had one hand.
0: Yeah. I was drinking a sip of my water. I was like, oh, no. You want to do it again?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that, that's fine. Just, Yeah, it's like <laughs> All right. That's that's what I do all the time. All right. So, I got one little pickup th- actually literally right before we started recording. I was late because they were late, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's how
0: Blame it on the other sometimes. person, why don't you?
1: Uh, I have the text to prove it. They even offered me less money. Uh because less? I had to wait a little bit. Or they offered, they oh, offered to, me oh to oh to, to sell, sell less. it for less. And you didn't yeah. say yes? I didn't have the change to do that. Anyway, let me say. So, I bought. You know the you know the movie we bought a zoo. Wait, what? You know. <laughs> you know the movie we bought a zoo. No. <laughs> You've never heard of that movie. No. All right. Well, I was gonna say I bought a Wii U. Ah, I see what you the did joke. there. But uh, yeah, I bought a Wii U. What in the heck? A Wii U. You feeling all right, dude? Yeah, I just I was playing Star Fox Zero, and I just <laughs> thought, let's get another one of these. I need all the Wii U's. <laughs> yeah, and uh, actually, yeah. So uh, I got it for eighty dollars, and it's a white one. Which I'm so happy because I have the black one, you know. It's so funny.
0: We we were chatting a little bit before, and we said, wait a second, and just laughing at like what a horrible deal it
1: was to buy that yeah, white Wii U. Yeah, that basic yeah it looked cool though but yes it was it was a bad deal see i I don't
0: i don't know the the white just doesn't look that good to me
1: oh i love the white i don't know i I think the the
0: the black one looks way more sleek which is funny because the gamepad is like the the opposite of sleek
1: no it's not Eh. The opposite
0: Dude, You're telling me that game pl- You're gonna look at that gamepad And the word that's gonna Dude, come I'm to looking your at mind it right now it's Is gorgeous. sleek
1: Dude I'm looking at it right now I'm literally staring at it Because it's so pretty I love the gamepad And it's so but, comfortable But would you ever And use, it has the best D-pad
0: but ever But would you ever use the word Sleek To describe the gamepad
1: Yeah Yeah I'd say sleek Are you sure? Yeah I would I would say sleek It's totally sleek all right yeah it's awesome and like i said the best i'd say ever clunky we should do a new super mario bros you or luigi uh challenge i don't
0: have uh luigi actually
1: okay we can do the original then.
0: if you want to get your butt kicked i'm down (laughs) anyway yeah so uh
1: yeah so I, i got picked it up i actually got it for streaming and recording so i could put it in my office I was so waiting for you to
0: be like, I already have a, a buyer lined up. He's going to pay me
1: $8,000 for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, not $8,000. No, I don't have a buyer. I'm going to keep it and use it because it's convenient. So, Anywho, that's it for my Craig's Roundup. And that's it for this super ridiculously long show that we need to end now.
0: Yes. Once again, I would like to thank Rupert and Martino for joining us on our interviews, as yes. well as grizzle and that's the name i'm yes. sticking with just because grizzle th- to grizzle say it all is. to say it all you know I, I hope he's not offended by his his cut down to grizzle again for the oh, giveaway no. um yeah. i, I should have yeah, mentioned that's, that's with the so giveaway cool. we'll be uh, announcing the winner next week so get your uh your comments in over the weekend and we will pick one winner next week um check us over yep. on talk the- nintendo pod that's talk nintendo P O D, and I think I have. No, hold on! I just p- gotta say oh.
1: one last thing. No, I'm just gonna say I'm let's gonna show just one more. Let's one just time. wrap it up right now. We don't need to. <laughs> I'm gonna show one last thing. Go get Spirit Sphere DX. Go buy it. Go buy, uh, Fox and Forests right now. And thank you so much, Grills Von Sizzle, for your generous thing. It is so nice of you to do that to do a giveaway for us. So. Thank you so much. I just wanted to say that again. Boom. And
0: yes. until next right. time,
1: we'll see you next time. Party week. on, Wayne.
0: Party on, board.
2: Well, look at this guy with his double grills.